0: Bring up the Zamboni. St. Louis Blues win 5-2 to two over the Vegas Golden Knights. The game that saw a drop to Cobb. Six
1: minutes, 50 seconds in. They get the next five. Let's get nasty on a Tuesday. It's the Lane on 101 ESPN. Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues, on your home of the Blues, 101 ESPN. They get it done last night against the Vegas Golden Knights. Boy, things didn't look good early. Blues fell behind 2-0 quickly. All part of the strategy. All part of the plan. All part of the plan. Lure them yeah, in. Yeah, why not? Get them comfortable, get them overconfident, and then hang a four spot on them, and that's exactly what the Blues did Just last night. Up and, an eventual an eventual five two victory for the Blues, but they score three in the first period, one in the second, one in the third. Jordan Binnington was outstanding after the two goals, but you know what? Didn't you know that? That second one, I think, was a product of you know Justin Falk trying to make a play uh, in the neutral zone got caught out of de- uh, their defense got caught out of position a little bit winds up in the back of the net but otherwise jamie what a gritty performance what a resilient performance out of the blues last night yeah so
2: let's isolate the beginning of that game for a second okay um i had just gotten comfortable me and the boys are watching the game at my house they score i'm like oh my gosh this is not good then they score again 2-0 against one of the best teams in the conference and you're a team that maybe hasn't been as consistent as you'd like to be maybe you haven't played as well as you'd like to have in the last little bit not good not good at all but then you look at the Blues and we talked yesterday specifically about how they haven't been playing poorly and even Craig Berube alluded to the fact that you know, the, some of those games, you just sometimes you just don't win the game, even though you play well, or sometimes you're not scoring, even though you're getting the the, the shots on net and maybe the bounces. Either way, David Perron puts together a shift from hell for the opposition. Watching David Perron prote- protect the puck. And then get hooked and slashed and pulls the guy's stick up. He's on one leg, he's on two. He's got one hand on the puck all the way around the net. Looks like he's headed out of the zone. Like, oh and then whoop right down low to Ryan Riley, who hammers it in for a one-timer into the back of the net.
3: It was Thing amazing.
2: It's like it's like it totally changed the entire dynamic of that that game, which was crazy because Vegas still had a one-goal lead at that point. And but it didn't feel like it. And the Blues from there picked up speed. Obviously, Tyler Bozak gets his first of the year. Where was Tyler Bozak? Right beside the net. Mm-hmm. Great play there. And then Justin Falk with breakaway speed. <laughs> Connor McDavid. Ask well, maybe not Connor McDavid, but still Justin Falk catches. Looked the... like him there. Well, what happened there, Anthony? Point. Is he caught the Vegas Golden Knights on a matchup line change, and so when they got the zone inside the Blues blue line. The D that were on the ice for the faceoff are not the D that the Golden Knights wanted out there. So they call them off quickly and you get the two other D. Well, the forward for the Vegas Golden Knights, he's supposed to get that puck deep. Certainly not lose possession of it. Justin Falk recognizes the play. Boom, jumps this guy, knows he's got nowhere to go with the puck, pokes it away, and now it's just a foot race. You got two guys scrambling off the bench trying to figure out why the heck they're getting put into a minus situation from their yutz buddies over there and Justin Falk takes it down and tucks it right under the bar for his 100th career career goal. So I was just super impressed at the resiliency that the Blues showed, and I loved that it was those guys that did it. You had O'Reilly, Perron, Bozak, Falk, like your leadership group. And I think that just says something about the St. Louis Blues. And and we talked yesterday about their window, right? What's the window? One game doesn't make me change my mind or it's certainly not going to change your mind about anything. But it lets you realize that you've got some really good pieces in place here and you mix those in with a guy like Jordan Cairo, who we'll have to talk about him at some point today, that uh, he's one of the most electric players the Blues have had in history. Oh! In history. I'm telling you right now. Throwing the H H word around In history. You go back, and I was talking with me. You got Brett Hull, who's one of the most electrifying goal scorers. You've got Vladimir Tarasenko, who's a dynamic player. Jordan Kairou is both of those things. Every time he touches the puck, something is going to happen. And he's one step away from a breakaway every single time he's out there. I, I, I tried to go back in my Rolodex here in my brain of guys that not only did I play with, which is a long time ago, but even before, and Bernard Frederico was a, a great point getter, certainly a Hall of Fame player, but he didn't have that dynamic, that that zip that Jordan Cairo has. Brett Hall never had that zip. He had this goal scoring, no doubt. So it's like, it's crazy when you couple the leadership group, the tenacity that they showed, and then the young guys that were just buzzing all over the place. I thought that was a really, really good game for the Blues. I think it's like a turnaround
1: game for the Blues. It should be. It should serve as one. You, you have Vegas coming in. And Vegas was playing well. They may have been without some guys, sure. But you had Mark Stone coming back for them last night. That Vegas team coming in was very confident. You you fall down 2-0 well in the first period. That could have went sideways in a hurry. But to your point about the veterans stepping up and doing their thing, you're describing David Perron. I was thinking of like Sonny Corleone yeah. when he's coming out of the. He's like 62 bullets inside that vehicle, but he somehow gets out and he's still get let me at him. Right? Uh, didn't end up good for him. David Perron much better. No, much better. Yeah, the yeah. Blues much better. But yeah. yeah, you're talking about the veteran veteran leadership. Stepping, th- those are the games you need. Those guys, it's the Pat Maroon, calm down, everything's fine, mm-hmm. we're gonna be fine. Let me show you how. Type of type of situ- situation, type
3: of game. I'm a hometown hero, baby.
1: And right you are, and you will always be that. You're talking about the young guy, Jordan Cairo. I thought Robert Thomas played very well too. He's incredible I mean, as well. Anthony. He had some sick mitts there. A couple of really nice He's passes so out of him. Skilled.
2: Oh my gosh! At one point, we're gonna have kairu and Thomas together. Whether it's this year or next year or whatever, and it's going to be crazy with the speed that they possess and the ability to find open ice and to be available, it's going to be scary.
4: Two wonderful men,
2: yeah, they are. Two well, no, I don't know if they're well, they're men technically, but they're still young guys on that team, Janet. But nonetheless, you're right, wonderful, nonetheless. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> no, no, don't be sorry, Janet. We're fine with it. Another guy, too, uh, that uh, it's amazing, Doug Armstrong seems to find the right guys. Now, there are some ups and downs in some of the last couple of years, but one guy that I think Doug Armstrong targeted specifically was Brandon Sod in the offseason, and they talked about how they want to get back to the identity of what the St. Louis Blues are. How about this guy? He's tearing it up. Brandon Sod has been incredible, and he falls yeah, right into that. Four goals the last three games, yeah. or three games is left, something like that. And he, uh, he falls right into that category, Anthony, of the guys you're talking about, guys that are you know, don't worry, I got this, the leadership guy been through it, been there, done that. Well, yeah, he's got a couple of Stanley Cup rings. It tells you he's been there, done that, and he's got eight goals now on the season. Not bad
1: for a pickup in 14 games. Oh, so he's been he's been sensational.
2: He's been the and, and guy
1: he's we probably would be talking about more had the Blues not been struggling. You you get a team that's that's scuffling. It seems disingenuous to talk about to highlight the one or two guys that might be performing well, but you're absolutely right. I mean, Brandon Saad now that they, they pick up a win you can look back and say man he is he has been one consistent performer one consistent st- producer for you yeah even in losses huge game last night i'm with you i think that serves as kind of a a game where things start to turn around you got a young red wings team coming into town on wednesday night tomorrow night that's another opportunity to sustain that momentum it's a it's an old rival certainly well, but be it's interesting won.
2: because to get the red wings What is it tonight?
1: No, Wednesday.
2: Wednesday night. They get the Red Wings Wednesday night. So it'll be interesting. And then the Hawks. It's going to be interesting to see how they follow up this game. How do you follow it up? And I think that that's the thing that I'm most interested to see right now is. This could be the bounce back game, but only if they follow it up with a great effort on Wednesday against the Red Wings. Certainly. You can't you can't lay an egg on Wednesday after a game like you had last
1: night. Yeah, you got to sustain that momentum. Yep. I completely agree. Two twelve. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. Last night, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers picked up a victory. Not surprising. Psst, no kidding. Did you know, Jamie, that was the the, the Tom Brady. So the Buccaneers lost the last two games. They lose right. in New Orleans and lose in Washington. Tom Brady has not lost three straight games since twenty twelve. You know Is who the
2: true? quarterback was against him when he lost in two thousand twelve? Peyton. Manning. Brian Greasy. Really? Yeah, it was against Denver Broncos.
1: No kidding. I like them apples, Anthony. Nice job there, yeah. Jamie. I'm the football guy. You though. certainly are. <laughs> you always have been, that's for sure. <laughs> it's incredible seeing like the the consistency that Tom Brady has played with, what the hell makes it so difficult to beat him? And why, do, why don't the great ones have those games or those streaks where you're like, ah, you know what, just a bad stretch? Just Tom Brady doesn't have those. We'll get into that next on 101 ESPN. We're
3: still here! We're still here! We're still here! We're still
1: One on one ESPN last night, not very compelling from a football standpoint. You had the Buccaneers routing the Giants 30 to 10, and they should have routed the Giants. And by the way, some fallout from the game last night from, from New York standpoint the Giants fired offensive coordinator Jason Garrett. What? He, if you saw any of the post game comments from Joe that? Judge. Joe Judge said, "Yep, this is this is on the coaching staff. What what you just saw was on the coaching staff." And then he turned around and he let he relieved Jason Garrett of his duties. So that's the first domino to fall. The Giants need to completely start over. Hey, even if you even if you think Joe Judge is is the right guy, the, the Gettleman, the GM, has got to go. He, his his draft picks have not panned out. His free agent signings have not panned out that Odell Beckham Jr trade Jamie did nothing for the Browns or the Giants. The moves that he has made to get the Giants back on track just just haven't panned out. So I think it starts it starts at the top before maybe replacing another another head coach, you got to figure out what the culture is. You got to figure out what you're doing at quarterback. I highly doubt Daniel Jones is do the do guy. you
2: you like I would go the other way.
1: I you, think you'd I would go coach.
2: I would go coach and then sit down with the coach and Now put the master plan together, going, okay, I know this is the coach I want, and I like the way he coaches, he thinks, and all his systems and all that. I'm going to sit him down and say, okay, who's our next quarterback? Yeah. What does it look like? Is it somebody that's in the league? Do we have to go get him? Is it Russell Wilson? Hey, I'm just saying, New York is in a massive market. His wife, Sierra, she might like New York. Maybe. She might, Okay, He might have to go through some, some lumps there, but he's going through it right now anyways. Yeah. So, go Hawks. Exactly. You know, be like, go Giants. But <laughs> maybe to me that makes more sense because now you have a coach that's in lockstep with the GM of what direction they're headed in. Yeah. Rather than I put all this team together and now you're going to coach my team. Right. And the coach is like, okay, well, you went and got all the groceries for me, mm-hmm. and I got to cook you a dinner, but I don't meal. really
1: know the recipe. Absolutely. I think that needs to be – that's what Bill Parcells said. I right? know. That's why I threw it out there for you. That's got to be in – any, in any sport, at any level, right? There's got to be some consistency. There's got to be some continuity. It's good to have pushback, but you have to have that one true voice that permeates throughout your entire organization. That's that's what I'm talking about with culture. The Blues found culture. They, they know who they are. They know what they want to do. And they found the chemistry with Craig Berube and Doug Armstrong. Doug Armstrong knows what guys, what players fit best for for Craig Berube. Craig Berube trusts that Doug Armstrong, in terms of doing all the gymnastics with the cap and things like that, is still going to give him mm-hmm. a competitive team. They don't have that in New York, and hell, they don't have that in half the league right now. When you're talking about the NFL, they do have that in Tampa, though, because that one voice that permeates your organization is Tom Brady, and what a model of consistency this guy has been. We had mentioned it in the tease, Jamie. It, is, it has been since 2012. I think it's 2002. Is it two?
2: I think it's 2002.
1: 2002? I think so.
2: Because one of the texters tried to correct us, said that it was 2002. Holy smokes. That's and even... Because I said it's greasy, and they're, they're, I got questioned by the text. line. saying
1: greasy, retired in like 08. Okay, so maybe it is 2002. So thank you, Tax line, for correcting us. Yeah. I thought it was impressive when that streak was 2012, let alone 2002. That was the last 72 time.
2: 72 games or something is what he's played.
1: That was the last time Tom Brady lost three straight games. It's That's crazy. absolutely incredible. You talk about consistency; he's got it. So my question to you, Jamie, as a former athlete, you have been around great players as well. What what is it about great players that don't they don't seem to have those bad stretches? Now I know in baseball for 162 games, yeah, you might go a month where you you hit the skid a little bit, but if you're a truly great player. It doesn't last long, but 2002 was the last time Tom Brady has lost three straight games. What do you think it is about great players that just, they don't suffer those those bumps in the road? Well, one, they're
2: great players, right? I mean, it speaks for itself, and for the most part, they have a huge influence on whatever team they're playing on. But that being said, most of the time, you have a player of that ilk. You're surrounding them with other pieces. You're not just leaving them stranded on an island by themselves and like, hey, you're one of the best players in the league maybe one of the best players in the history of any game or whatever whatever sport you're in, and we're going to give you nothing to work with. Yeah, That doesn't usually happen. Usually you surround them with talented players, some other good glue guys, some leadership group guys, that type thing. And so when you do get into a, a skid, you've got the talent and the grit and the leadership to kind of pull through it. Then you've got your superstar player, whether it's Tom Brady, whether it's Chris Pronger, whether it's Brad Hull, Think like think of all the like Steve Eiserman, even all those guys there were surrounded by very good players, and that's when they be had they had their great stretch. And so Tom Brady was surrounded with a great team, at least a really good team throughout his entire tenure with the New England Patriots. Now they were great when he took over for Drew Bledsoe. They had some patches in the middle there where they were good, but because they had Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And they had their own team, the Patriot way and all that. They stayed relevant and great and still won Super Bowls, probably when they shouldn't even had the chance to do it. So I think that's the thing is when you identify as an organization that you have a great player, a difference maker, you have to put the pieces around them. And I think that's why you don't see the stretches of like just awful football from somebody when you have such a great player
1: yeah I think th- I think that's a big part of it you're right surround him not only with the kid with the great with a great cast or the best cast that you can you can create within the salary cap but also the right coaches and I think when it comes to Tom Brady or Bill Belichick or I've said this a lot about Adam Wainwright who's another great player that's, that has played a long time and he has rebounded whether it's from injuries or poor performance he has rebounded quickly those those types of players, again, Wainwright, Brady, some of the best, some of the best in any sport, they self-diagnose very mm-hmm. quickly. Tom Brady knows when something is off and he knows how to correct it. Whether he's doing it or his offense is doing it, he knows this is the problem, here's the solution. Now let's go let's go and execute. As opposed to some players, and I, I don't want to just pick on, you know, just anybody here, but it really can apply to any. Oh, just pick on someone. any player. How about Baker Mayfield? Oh, there we go. When things. Oh, you better
2: be careful. His wife's gonna. She's gonna mean Instagram you.
1: That's fine. Uh huh. Bring it on. I'm gonna tell her too. When it comes. Yeah, I bet you are. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Baker Mayfield, when he's when he's struggling, he he might he might overanalyze things or get frustrated, start pointing the finger at you know the fan base or or, or his teammates, as opposed to being able to say, okay, here's the issue right now. Let's fix it and move forward. I think Tom Brady does that very well. And like like I said, from a local angle or a local standpoint, how many times do you see Adam Wainwright have really bad back-to-back-to-back starts? I mean, it's, it's oh, rare. It's,
2: it's rare. It's unheard of, to be honest.
1: Bennington has gone a long stretch, too, uh-huh. where it, it, he usually didn't put back-to-back bad starts together. Now, recently, you know, we, he started to have three or so. But what, what? I, where, I don't think. Name three. The Arizona game. The, I'm
2: messing with you. I'm messing with you.
1: I I think it's that that self-diagnosis that's important. Of course, as well.
2: and those guys uh, they they expect a lot out of themselves. So in challenging themselves, it's challenging the team too at the same time because the team knows, okay, this guy's he's hardcore right now. We better get on board here, or we'll just be in the way. Yeah. And one thing about Tom Brady, one of the last things I want to say is. I just find it interesting that Tom Brady was, not somewhat, pretty much in the shadow of Bill Belichick for almost his entire tenure as New England Patriot. To the last couple of years, he kind of was, like, fighting his way out of the shadow. And I think, ultimately, that's how come the, the, little, the separation happened. Yeah. Then he went down to Tampa, and Bruce Arians—we know Bruce Arians is a big personality and was very outspoken and this and that, and it's the Bruce Arians way— you barely hear about Bruce Arians anymore. Yeah. And it's Tom Brady. It's amazing what has happened there to where Tom Brady crept out of the Belichick shadow, went down to Tampa, and now has cast his own shadow over another big personality, Bruce Arians. That's a great point. Who's been smart enough, by the way, to hitch his wagon to Tom Brady and uh, bite his tongue at all cost, and you know, hopefully ordering another ring here.
1: Yeah, credit you're right. Credit Bruce Arians for you know there's been a couple of times where you're like okay early, Bruce, yeah. But
2: then what happened? He got called into Tom's <laughs> office. I bet you. And Tom said, "Hey, listen, man, I think I think that's cute." Yeah. What he said. If you want to win a Super Bowl, you're gonna shut the hell up. Okay, <laughs> we'll let you wear your little funny thing on your chest, uh-huh. and you're good. Just go. Okay, you thank think, you.
1: Do you think Bruce Arians, when he got into Tom's office and he sat down, he's like, "Why is this bigger than mine? This is not
2: only that he remarkable.
1: he had the sweat, like yeah. he was headed to the principal because
2: yeah. like somebody left him a note. Tom wants to see in his office. Right? Oh
5: shoot. Do I grab my playbook? Please don't fire me, oh, Tom. God.
2: Pretty much. I'll shut my mouth, I promise. <laughs> Tom, I'm really sorry. You're right. I thought it was fun. I, I, my bad. I just want a Super Bowl ring, please. Just go win me a championship, please.
1: Jamie Rivers, Anthony Seltzer. It's the want on 101 at ESPN. Sports would be better if... If you want to leave us a mic drop, you can. If you want to leave us a comment on... The air comfort service, tax line, 65780. Sports would be better if you can go any sport, any direction you want. And it all stems from uh, Jamie Rivers yesterday saying, you know, sports would be better if LeBron James, uh, you know, like took a beating at half court. get his ass kicked. Yeah, when he does stuff like he did to Isaiah Stewart, things like that. Yeah. So that's the genesis of the conversation. But sports would be better if. That's next on 101 ESPN.
2: I love Tom Brady.
1: So yesterday during the show, Jamie Rivers, when we were talking about LeBron James and whether or not he was provoked or he was... Prov- was no, he wasn't provoked. How's whether it provoked it petty. you
2: just smash a guy in the face? I'm uh,
1: with you. Well, that's why we both went with Petty. All right, you're right. And what was your response? You said, I wish that this guy would well, fetch a beating every once in a while. Well,
2: it, it, you do that, you got to serve justice, uh-huh. right? That's the way it is. And... I don't even forget his name He stepped up and was Isaiah like Isaiah Stewart St- Isaiah Stewart Chest to chest And like talking Oh he should have Knocked his front teeth Through the back of his throat You punched me in the face bro You're
1: getting one back Well there you go So that's the genesis Of our conversation now Sports that would be better to handle if the way things you know, in life it's, Anthony? it's the way you It's the way, uh, you would handle it so Listen I'm with you I mean I don't think
2: People at Walmart Appreciate that No still. not at all Okay. No. But if a guy right. punches me In the face at Walmart Guess what
1: he's getting one back Fair enough Yeah Alright sorry me Go ahead so I'm assuming, I'm assuming that, uh, Jamie, sports would be better if, and you're going to finish that sentence by saying something about uh, inflicting more violence or something.
2: Uh, well, a lot of the text line actually agrees with me. Um, they said that there should be uh, more fighting allowed, like right on the court or 1v1, right on, the, right on the field. And Matt Holiday has supported this movement before, talking about baseball players just squaring off in the middle of the field. As soon as somebody goes down, you know, it's like, okay, you break it up. Just like hockey, you hit the ice, you break it up. You give each other a little, ch- little pat on the head and you're gone. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Don't even throw them out of the game. Why would you throw them out of the game? that possibly for a second fight if you leave him in there.
1: Fair enough. Right? Okay. So God, fo- that'd be a good sport. So more fighting in baseball and basketball. No, basketball. Hell, football, hell yes. Football,
2: yeah. buckets off, center field. Buckets off. Yeah.
1: Meat, what about for you?
2: sports would be
5: better for me if referees had to talk to the media and answer questions after the game think about that alabama arkansas game over the weekend some controversial calls one of the biggest games in college football and then all of a sudden those refs have to go in and face the media who's firing questions at them in sec country i think that would be great or especially an umpire after a game calling uh, calling him out on his strike zone why don't you let that guy talk after the game? That's what we need in sports. Accountability.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And this goes back to, well, so many times. I mean, just think about the, the, the pivotal calls that have been missed over the years in every sport, but it sure would have been nice here to keep it local in St. Louis. And we talked about it yesterday. Heck, we talk about it all the time when we reference, you know, turning points for the St. Louis Blues, but... The hand pass against anthony's san jose sharks are my sharks they are your sharks but that because was a massive that was a massive miss by the officials and then you know darn well that they leave the ice they go see the video and they're like oh boy we really whoops. we really effed this one up uh-huh. so now you got to get to the podium and you talk to the media and you answer questions yeah, it's uncomfortable. No no kidding. It's uncomfortable for Jordan Bennington and Ryan O'Reilly too when they have a bad game and they've got to sit there and answer questions or when Mike Yo, during that horrible stretch for the St. Louis Blues, had to get up there every single night and talk about why his team was losing, right. why they're failing, why things are going wrong. Hey, officials, man up here. Let's go. Think I w- about
5: that hand pass game. And if the officials had to talk after that game
1: instead of the players. Yeah. Well, I wonder, too, if, if officials would want to, to some degree. You know, you get up there. Like, I think about... Um, well, I don't know, some of them might want to dig a hole in the floor and hide. Okay, well, that's Jim Joyce, the first place umpire <laughs> for the uh, Galarraga. He blew the no-hitter? He blew the no-hitter call. Know. He felt horrible. They did. A, fortunately, he did talk to a reporter. wasn't in a press conference situation, but... They they detailed how he took the drive from Detroit down to Ohio not after the game because he was so distraught he went he went back home I think he saw his mom and he was just like I just blew this this game for well, this kid to make and all sure that she was safe, I think. maybe maybe good
3: point yeah
1: I doubt Cleveland the, I doubt they care too what? much you see them burn LeBron jerseys you when he left, left? The Detroit they don't care yeah that's a good point but when it comes to Jim like I said again I think about that situation with Jim Joyce maybe he would want to face the media and say, look, I screwed this up, I'm human, what I saw, it was bang, bang, I saw, I called it safe, I made the r- the wrong call on this, I wish I could go back, but I can't, because then you add kind of the human element to it, or if the umpire, or the official is kind of a jerk and says, no, I was right, eh,
2: you could pile or on you him. you could just say, I know the video show is different, but
1: in the moment's what I saw, exactly. and in the moment I thought I was right. Yeah. My sports would be better if, I'll tell you, football would be better if they got rid of stupid penalty, the stupid uh, the stupid situation where the guy reaches across the, the goal line, but the ball's like batted through the end zone, and it's a <laughs> touchback for the other team. That uh, so makes dumb. no sense. So dumb. What? It makes zero sense. Reference one time that's happened, Anthony. A lot. It's happened a lot, Jamie. Too many times
2: to, to count. Were those games that maybe you had a wager on? No, oh, I mean, I just look. Probably. Whether I
1: whether I did or, or didn't, would I better benefit from it or not? Yeah. It's a dumb rule. If you want to penalize that team, you lose the football. Great. Ten-yard penalty. Back right. it up. You shouldn't be at the goal line if you did it. Fine. And if but the ball at the goal line, it's a touchdown, right? Why would the other team get it? Doesn't make any sense. Stupid. Speaking of uh, last I don't remember who the receiver was last
5: night. They got stripped on the sideline. It was kind of early in the game. Is that kind of a similar play? They said that it was an incompletion because he didn't make a football move right. going forward. Define a football move. I mean, when you're move. watching that, What if the guy's a pioneer a of the
2: new way? Define a football move. He had his two feet in. That's a pretty, like, right. define a football
1: move. D- okay, yeah.
2: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's where I, I'm like, no, make it like an official where he has to take a step or two feet down Perhaps or whatever. So. Yeah. But a football move. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> Come on. We're gonna leave it up to your... Discretion, pretty much. Let, go me, for it. let me throw this one at you guys. Uh, instead of like the the seventh inning stretch, you know, you sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." Uh, sometimes you do in the wave. What if you have a seventh inning beer chug? Like the oh, entire I think that's crowd already. Oh, you the, mean entire, the entire like, crowd. Like the the stadium ah. almost like Children? enables it. They're like, hey, everybody, let's go! Time for your seventh inning <laughs> beer chug. Three dollar beers in the seventh. Do you, huh? Do, huh? Do you have to ID?
2: the whole crowd yeah, not
5: everybody in the crowd i mean not
2: everybody is doing the wave too you don't have whoa, to force whoa, people to Ms. do Lippy. it if you're not sitting there if you sit there during the wave you shouldn't be at the game oh, oh sometimes I don't know you don't want to participate yeah. with the wave oh, it's really hard to stand up anthony hey throw a hand up okay well there you go you just participate at least yeah
1: i'm not standing i'm just uh, uh, okay get out a here. half wave a yeah. ripple exactly I don't want to do the title, the title wave here. I'll give you one little small wave. All right, let's hear from Joe on this. Sports would be better if?
0: Let me tell you something that would make sports better.
2: If Brad Thompson showed up to work every once in a while, right? Like I, I get on the 101 ESPN app. I listen in real time. All I want to hear in the
4: afternoons when I'm slaving away at work is Brad doing some Albert Pujols impersonations or – saying something off color about danny mac or whatever it may be but i can't do that if brad doesn't show up to work I'm stuck with jamie
1: you know stuck with uh you know bk and ferrario whatever it may be uh, just come us, back anthony. to work man just come back i don't know if i should be insulted or not he just skipped right over me anthony but I, he's not stuck with you t- wait a minute
2: is it better or worse that he totally just ignored you i don't know <laughs>
1: trying to figure that out right now it's kind of like the mizzou conversation <laughs> yesterday it's like should we feel good that we're getting you know, all these coaches <laughs> fired or should we feel terrible about ourselves because that was the final straw they they lost us yeah i think he was only talking about his problems and the fact
5: that you weren't mentioned while he was listing his problems i think that's a compliment for I don't you know. anthony
3: i
2: mean I don't i'm know not either. disagreeing i don't think the knows same token though i'm kind of sitting there going yeah you kind of got ignored I like did yeah i don't know not important enough to dislike. Yeah,
1: you can kind of look at enough. it any
2: way you want. Okay. Alright. Hey, let's hear it from
1: Drake. Oh, Drake Yeah. yeah. In essence too. Sports would be better if across all sports there was no video review at all. Period. None of it. You look at football, baseball, hockey, soccer, whatever. That we were told whenever all this was brought in that it's gonna get rid of controversy. We're not gonna have any questions about any calls anymore, and look what's happened nothing we've got these. i don't disagree with drake i really don't the number one thing that i think replay does one it doesn't always solve your issues and it messes with the flow of the game it messes with pace hockey's got the best pace of of all the sports outside of maybe basketball i think basketball and, and hockey they, they both back. have take it they back they both have it. no anthony take I'm it back not. now i know why you got ignored both of those both of those sports have good pace the action is constant what Oh they don't God. have a ton of reviews. Basketball when you get to the final two minutes, so you know timeouts, review this, that, and the other, Time other out. thing. Timeout. Then oh forget it. Oh my God! Free throws. Your fouls. Your, your most, the most drama throughout the course of a game, right there in the final two minutes in basketball. It goes go to a, goes to a snail's pace. Mm-hmm. But hockey constant flow. Football constant flow, and so you got a replay. Right? They got to figure it out where. It's just it's just incredibly quick they get it done. I don't like the coach's challenge thing. I hate the the manager's challenge in baseball. Why? Why? Just real quick. Look at it and get it done. Get it done as, as quickly as possible. You're know, playing a game show. They put it on the manager. Manager's gotta turn around. He's gotta throw the the hand up. Oh yeah, our guy's gotta take a look at it. It's a three-step process just to figure out whether or not the manager's gonna gonna, you know. Throw the the flag. Anthony, I'm going to throw something right
2: back at you right now. And you know, as soon as I say it, you're going to know it. You probably already know what I'm going to say. How do you think the gambling side would react to the wrong calls influencing big money games? You already get it sometimes, though. But I'm just saying, imagine being that guy It's laying a bunch of cash Mm -hmm. and you just won. But the referee didn't see it the right way. Sure. And now you sit, like, think about that.
1: If you're gambling.
2: You That's gam- how you get people angry, and, they, and then they riot, Anthony. Oh,
1: stop. You're... And then
2: there's anarchy everywhere. No. Because all we needed was a quick video oh, review. Oh, stop
1: it. You went off the deep end with that. Now I know why Joe mentioned you, and he forgot about me. Is that crap? What's Trending is next in the Fastlane on 101 ESPN.
2: 101 espn you're listening to the fast lane here's what's trending
1: now with jamie rivers i'm anthony Stalter, and here's our guy meet with what's trending
5: boys we uh we were just talking about the things that would make sports better uh people can send their suggestions into the air comfort service text line 65780 leave us a mic drop how do you think sports could be better what do you think about this what do you think if uh steroids were legal i think that would make sports better (laughs) All the way across the board. You do what you do. Your body, your choice. Whoa. Oh,
1: wow. Oh, wow, mate. Okay. <laughs> a little political there. Um, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want Jamie, you could speak to this. I wouldn't want athletes to feel like they have to use something like that. To no, gain it's gain choice though Yeah, but is it <laughs> is it you it You're a minor leaguer? There's certain seeing, sports,
2: Anthony, where it would benefit and there's other sports it would hinder. Yeah. Hockey would hinder a guy. In today's game of hockey, being so big and bulky and unflexible and everything being tighter, all your tendons get tighter. And that, sure. that's all the guys who were on roids back in the 90s were fighters. And it's kind of started out of nowhere where all of a sudden there was like one or two guys that came back after four or five months being away and all they, their their shoulders started behind their ears. Like it Just, blah! And you're like, what on earth happened to that guy? And then he's just knocking guys' heads off their shoulders. You're like, okay, I get it now. But that guy played like two, three minutes a game. Right. It was irrelevant to the game except for the fighting part. And so for a sport like hockey, especially right now, this sport of hockey, like you get eaten alive. You wouldn't even be able to move out there. Or you'd be injured. So, you know, I, I think steroids just take it all out of the game the way it is let the athletes i think that's a differentiator to me personally is the athlete that can do it without the help right because i think that's the sure, natural hey, i mean this that's a natural advantage that you have sure. as a human being is i might be more athletic in one sport than meat is and he might be more <laughs> athletic in another sport than right than anthony is but that's the advantage you have that's why there's scouting right. and drafting and developing You throw steroids in the mix for some of these football players, or something, and all of a sudden you got an offensive lineman that's picking up three guys and throwing them. Like, I don't know where the fun is in that. Jason Garrett has been fired by the New York
5: Giants. They lost to the Bucks last night. Joe Judge had, Joe Judge had some kind of interesting comments after the game talking about uh, his confidence, his faith, and his coaching staff. But then he's like, we're going to look and see what changes may need to be made. But he talked about how they need to score, how uh, the players aren't being put in the right positions. And there's just kind of the writing on the wall. Of course, today Garrett is officially gone. It took 26 games and he's obviously not the only problem. There's a lot of problems with New York. But now they can at least find a new offensive coordinator.
1: You had to. Well, you guys showed me a, a video. Oh, boy. In the office where three New York Giants wide receivers basically all kind of collided in, in the same the same area. You could have thrown a pillowcase on top of all three of them. Yeah. In term, and then say, hey, go run your route. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. That's what it looked like. And you guys asked me, hey, does this are this – this wasn't by design was it and no absolutely not (laughs) i think one guy made the mistake but the bottom line is if you know coach coach ventura used to say this if you're not coaching it you're either coaching it or you're allowing it and if you're jason garrett you're clearly not the right guy from a play calling standpoint and the right guy to usher your offense to that next level in new york and daniel jones has not gotten better the offense has not gotten
2: how is daniel jones guys i'm sorry. My head just about exploded, okay? How is Daniel Jones your starting quarterback on a team that's based in New York? Half the country doesn't even know who Daniel Jones is. Maybe even three-quarters of the country. They, they don't even know who the heck is quarterback, at least with the New York Jets, the Zach Wilson. He's got the, the little movie star looks and this and that. Time will tell how good of a quarterback he is in the NFL, but mm. at least Daniel J- bleeping jones you call him dr jones uh, yeah
1: i don't know he might be a doctor maybe a better doctor than a quarterback but eli eli wasn't the personality and he, but was, he had the he name was good.
2: recognition though anthony and he had a massive college career he was a big get for the new york giants he really was
1: so you're saying because they were in new york they got to find somebody that it's has always, some sort of what is that big market Who, I, ability? somebody I always
2: it. says like I, the big market teams always have to have the stars like the la franchise always have to have the superstars in my opinion the new york franchises have
1: to have stars regardless of if they're good or not
5: well Well, usually if you got a star you're gonna be good what star
1: player isn't good russell wilson well name a star player then that the giants the giants should be you're 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 gonna go with russell wilson sean watson it's a bad person
2: allegedly but he's a star quarterback and if you put him under center in new york
1: oh, careful if you're put him under center do you want to do you want to give up your next three drafts next four drafts to get him?
2: what's the difference they suck right now
1: <laughs> might be doing yourself you find- a favor if you don't screw up a draft pick how would you find the right guy to to, to figure it out how would you find the right guy that okay but Anthony that recognizes goes hand in hand what the with quarterback it. that's what is. I can't
5: figure out is how all these big market teams can't figure it out how the Jets have been terrible my entire life how the giants have been terrible pretty much the last 30 years, 20 30 years. No, they won two Super Bowls. Okay, you had like the five year span. I said pretty
1: much. You said terrible. And, and you didn't did mention them
5: the terrible? same, same, same defense. Defense as the last it's have been like terrible. They've it's been like terrible.
1: The, the you know, the blues are on the same level as the senators right Since now. Since Michael Jordan the bulls have been terrible. Oh, bull roar. How? Bull roar. In these cities that i don't, don't know. know i don't know why forget about these cities like how how are certain teams always terrible the jets have always been terrible the lions have always been terrible i'm sure there's a hockey equivalent as well like teams that have just always been terrible how does that happen i mean the arizona coyotes haven't been very good for a long long like, time what? why can't why can't certain franchises figure it, figure it out ever are they F- cursed yes I say that as a falcon fan absolutely yeah we're <laughs> cursed not our fault <laughs> we're just cursed last note
5: here uh talking about those giants teams the little bit of success they did have in the mid-2000s michael strahan was on that team now michael strahan is headed to space <laughs> blue origin the uh, jeff bezos led space exploration adventure they already went up was the shatner thing on on blue origin sure little shatner i don't know yeah. he went into space too What are you too. calling it uh blue origin okay yeah yeah but uh Strahan is going up there. Alan Shepard, who it was one of the first. Was he the first U.S. person well, in space? Yeah, his daughter is going to be on the uh, flight as well as Wait, what? four paying
1: customers.
5: They get to go to space. So uh-huh. The first,
1: the first non-astronaut in space. Is that what you're saying?
5: No, he, he, Alan Shepard. I think he was the first U.S. astronaut in space. Right, hey, not
1: on the moon, Anthony. Yeah,
2: way back oh. in the day. Oh, in space. The oh my! That's gosh. where I was going with yeah, it. No, no, yeah. No. 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 You went to
1: college, right? Apparently <laughs> So much for those four years I was there Hey Seven years I got a. <laughs> they handed me a degree Underwater firefighting <laughs> Probably <laughs> I haven't read it But uh, hands going to space uh, Good for him That's nice Would you guys do
5: it If somebody offered you the opportunity Sure Yeah I don't Okay care. you can yeah. stream it on your Facebook Or yeah. your Twitter I, I, show page yeah.
2: Or whatever I would paying, wait a little I'm not bit paying for it but sure I would wait a little bit It doesn't seem like it's all that fun yet it's only ten like minute he ride gets, He just gets strapped yeah. in and you're like, you go through the whole thing, and then, like, and then what, right? Like, I want them to like have the something set up up there, like you take off, you go to space. Like you want the,
1: to like you want a tailgate out there. You want
2: the you want to hit the nightclub on the moon. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, then that then I'm in. Makes sense. Yeah.
1: Somebody J- did go Bear on the moon. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Somebody's gone <laughs> the moon. <laughs> 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 Welcome, it's some guy. Welcome up here. Welcome. He's been there since. 1942. It's Shep himself. It's Shep himself. All right, Jamie. <laughs> oh, on the
2: moon, can you imagine?
1: <laughs> floating. Yeah. Every alien from every
2: universe coming in for that. You're dancing your dance with somebody who's floating. Like some three-headed green girl. Oh, yeah, baby.
3: <laughs>
2: Shep's like...
3: Oh, the aliens are here. To come on. <laughs> he's like, They're coming hey. in.
2: get trouble at the front door. You're like, hey, chef. Yeah. Oh, it's my guy. Let him Jamie, in. Jamie, Come him on in. Uh, he's fight. cool,
1: guys. He's cool. Speaking of Jamie, Jamie's three stars next on 101 ESPN. 3 o'clock. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Jamie Rivers of Anthony Stalt. The Blues, very resilient win last night over the Vegas Golden Knights, 5-2 after falling behind 2-0. Jamie, hit us with your three stars. Number three. Special teams. Gentlemen, we
2: talked about this yesterday extensively. Craig Berube and the team weren't very happy after their game in Dallas. They went one for six on the power play. They gave up two shorthanded goals. Their penalty kill had not been great since the start of November. Well, that changed last night. Not in a massive way. Not in a massive way. But they went 1-for-2 on the power play, and they went 3-for-3 three three on the penalty kill. Ends up being a big difference in the hockey game for the St. Louis Blues. So, nice to see the Blues special teams get back on track.
5: Number 2. Mikola!
2: Nico Mikola in the lineup last night for the St. Louis Blues. He was in there in lieu of Robert Bortuzzo, and the big man has gone from like 8 minutes to 11 minutes To a a season high last night, which put him at 16.38 of ice time. Got a little shorthanded action. 2.44 on the penalty kill. He had himself three hits. He had a shot on net, and that's right. He had a goal. The big man had a goal. And he looks big out there, doesn't he? Oh my goodness. Six what?
1: Meat is bugging me right now. I don't know. I can't even... You know, Justin Falk talked after the game last night, speaking of Mikula. He talked last night after the game about Mikula's performance.
4: For him to jump in the lineup, that's not easy after some time off there. And, and to play the way he did, that's that's tough, and it's a credit to him. Uh, clearly, he's been, you know, working hard and, and getting himself ready for that. And to get the goal, that's huge. I think everyone's happy for him. And, he, he deserves
2: it. Cut number six, Jamie. <laughs> okay, but you should hold up the paper that has gotta, the cuts gotta, on it. we got
1: to get our signals down. There was a, I mean, there was a the
2: six. He's like, I'm like, what? It think? I thought because I had said five shots on that. He's like, six. I'm like, six shots on that?
1: There was a moment last week when you were out. Where BT BT already had gone over the the hockey lineup for uh-huh. the Blues that night, and I was lo- I was looking at JR's Twitter uh-huh. to try to find the lineup, so I was not really paying attention. Mm. And I started to read the lineup, and he's BT's like mouthing, "I already he did that," and I'm like we need <laughs> signals. And I'm like, "What? What? Huh? Live radio? What? I do what it all the time.
2: What no shame in my game. You know, who else talked about Nico Mikula. Craig Berube talked about him." Last night, and here's what Craig t- Ruby had to say about Nico Mikula. He
4: was just on top of people. Like I told you, he's aggressive in skating, and he scored a nice goal like to get up in the play. And his puck play was good tonight. Moved the puck well. Um... So he was a good player.
2: Let's cut three, Jamie. <laughs> All right, perfect. I appreciate that. And that was a really good one. Well done there. No, but what I'm seeing here from this this young man is a guy that wants to be in the lineup every night. A guy that realizes that the Blues need that sandpaper, that grit, that big physical body. And now he's getting a little more confident out there. He's joining the rush. He gets in on the play, scores a goal. If he keeps going like this, guys, i tell you what, the big man's going to find a home here because it's crowded it's crowded back there right now you got eight defensemen nine including Perunovic. someone's got to go it's coming up soon so uh if Nico Mikola can continue playing like he is right now specifically last night he'll find himself at home here in st louis and he'll be in the lineup on a regular basis number one the leadership group is specifically ryan o'reilly and david perron last night we talked about it in the opening of the show They did a fantastic job of settling down uh, the crew and and settling down the team after falling down, falling behind two goals to the Vegas Golden Knights. And and Craig Berube uh, talked about this following the game.
4: We just kept playing. I mean, I didn't even, you know, the start of the game like it was what it was. I think the first goal is, um, you know, just a shot, and but the second goal. You know, Kruger's getting pushed against the boards by their bench and couldn't recover. Um, it's kind of a funny play, and then they get a breakaway. Um, you know, one of the forwards should have backed them up and recognized that, and they didn't. But, you know, we just talked on a bench. I thought that O'Reilly did a great job of um, keeping guys motivated and keep working and
2: we ended up coming back and
4: doing it. Guys did a nice job.
2: And that's why he wears the C on his jersey. Is because Ryan O'Reilly is always going to give you his best performance. He's always going to uh, encourage the group to follow him down that path. And when you got a guy like David Perron, who's also a leader on your team, and he's on the same line as Ryan O'Reilly, it becomes infectious. And we talked about how Tyler Bozak got on the score sheet for the very first time this season. Then Justin Falk scores his hundredth goal, and he—that's the go-ahead goal for the St. Louis Blues. So without Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron, specifically Ryan O'Reilly, according to Chief, getting the guys going, then maybe things don't end up as good as they could have last night for the St. Louis Blues. That's my three stars. Anthony. I love
1: it, love it. When you look at this Blues hockey team performing last night, I think the one thing that they they played with, and a lot of the, a lot of them did, was grit. You talk about the veterans. How about Jordan Bennington too? That game did not start off. First of all, he the results have not been there for anybody but him too you know when he's when he has started games recently things have things have not gone well whether that is his play or the defense combination of the two either way the results aren't there for jordan binnison that that game went sideways 2-0 early yeah i i thought it was going to be a disaster he was outstanding i mean he had the one where he his jersey his sweater kind of got up there just enough boom but how many times did he you always talk about him playing quiet in net. When he's locked in, he's quiet in mm-hmm. net. There was a couple of times where he was very quiet, even though the action behind him was crazy. He would just slide over, get the right angle, make the save, move forward. There was another time where I forgot who the who the forward was lost the lost his you know his his uh, opponent in front there. Bennington, no problem, slides over, makes a, a blocker save. He was great. He was resilient. He was playing with grit.
2: Yeah, what's crazy uh, is to think about how, you know, we always talk about Adam Wainwright or a pitcher, for that matter, where he gives up a dinger or a two-run bomb in the first inning. And we've seen Adam Wainwright do this even this year. He gave, like, a three-run first inning and then locked it down for, like, seven more after scoreless innings. Jordan Bennington last night, if there was ever a game where the wheels were going to fall off, it should have been last night because one of the very first shots on goal, he gives up a bad rebound. It wasn't a good rebound. Bad rebound control, whether the puck surprised him or not. They get the first goal of the game. Boom, it's a wide open net. Guy wasn't covered. That's certainly a problem defensively, but he kicked the puck right to the guy. Then the Blues give up a breakaway. Guy goes in and tucks it home. At that point, you're thinking, oh boy. But he locks it down after that. And he's mentally tough enough to shut the door park those goals behind them they're no longer relevant because it already happened and he went on to keep the vegas golden Knights scoreless for the rest of the game
1: and something that we talked about at the start of the show if you go tomorrow night you go into that game against the red wings and you lay an egg and i don't expect them to i think i think i, I agree with you this is kind of a turnaround game now for the blues vegas was playing well you come in you the vegas vegas had been playing well against you too in, in previous meetings you get a win like that you have to sustain this momentum you can't lay an egg tomorrow night against the red wings you got the red wings you got the blackhawks you got the blue jackets coming up those are three winnable games Mm -hmm. for you you had a fast start a great start then things got sideways don't don't allow this game to have only meaning for one night sustain that momentum
2: yeah you have to you've got to carry it over it's uh you can't just win one in a row in the NHL. You can't just do that one here, then lose one or two, then one here. Those are teams that don't make the playoffs. Those
1: are on very definition of 500. If teams. you're lucky,
2: you're 500. Okay. So the St. Louis Blues, what they have to do now is capitalize on. That was a huge win last night. Now you have some lesser opponents. To your point, Anthony. You got to make sure you follow that up with another win and another win. And that's when you get points in bunches is where you climb up the standings or you create distance between the, the teams behind you.
1: Jamie Rivers, Anthony Salter, it's the on 101 ESPN. Our Sports 6-pack is next. If you got a question or comment for us, 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line. Again, Sports 6-pack next. I have a question. It's time for the
2: fast lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Get your text in at 65780.
5: Answer the question. Answer the question.
3: Asking me all these weird questions. Answer
1: me! The Sports Six Pack is brought to you by Schlafly Beer with three brew pubs offering
4: both
6: beer and food in the St. Louis area.
1: It's a fast lane on 101 at ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter. Here's our guy. Meet with your questions for the Sports Six Pack. Question number one. We've had this question uh, a lot yesterday.
5: Had it a couple times today already, including a few minutes ago. People want updates on the Fast Lane Pick'em
1: Challenge. We uh, lost. We what? lost.
5: Yes. Yep.
2: How did
1: we, we lose again? Because the, the Seahawks didn't beat the Cardinals. Yeah. Hmm. Thanks, Russell Wilson. We 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 anticipated that Kyler Murray. Wasn't gonna play, and he didn't. So we, several of us, flipped from the Cardinals to the Seahawks, believing that damn that was gonna be the difference maker. Oh, damn it! And it certainly was a difference maker. It's not in our favor. And of course, none of those guys probably had any they idea. Had no idea. Not even to think about switching. No. That and goes to show you that's ha- that's happened to you us multiple times. Me. It's happened to us multiple times now, where we where we flipped, thinking we had an edge from an injury. Damn it! including the Vikings losing to Cooper rush on Sunday night. We have lost more weeks because of backup quarterbacks winning their <laughs> game than I've I've ever seen.
5: So yeah, we lost. So what is it 8-3 now? I think so I, I guess eight, the magic numbers down to 2 for them. Really? Yeah. Oh, do we have four? Do we? Have... No,
1: we don't have oh, four. Damn
5: it. Eight, three, Got three. excited for a sec. Okay, so the question now is who gets shot. Uh just recalculated the numbers. We had four people who were tied going into last night's game. Anthony, myself, Matt Holiday and BT. We all had nine correct. Jamie, I'm assuming your tenth was the uh Cardinals. Did you switch? No, he didn't no, switch. No, I didn't, didn't switch. switch. Okay. So uh Jamie had the lead this week by one. So Jamie gets to shoot somebody after he gets shot for last week.
2: Yeah, I can't believe you guys sewered me. I don't even know if that's true. I was I was in Canada visiting family, huh. ailing family member, and you guys decide to sewer me. We didn't sue I think you. the we app lost. works in Canada too yeah. You gotta listen to make sure we were whatever Fair and credible uh,
5: But anyways uh, So it came down to a tiebreaker There were 40 points scored in last night's game Uh oh I had 44 points Matt Holiday had 48 Anthony and BT had 49 So that means it's Anthony and BT Who are tied to get shot this week How do we handle this?
2: Wait what is it they tied?
5: They tied they tied on the tie break well, Same. what
2: happens is just like any other time when you tie it's double <laughs>
5: <laughs> 16 for Anthony all right deal no thanks i don't agree to that how do we handle this do so they how
2: both do get you wanna, shot I, no <clears throat> well i mean
3: sudden death but
2: here's the problem with that theory is what is bt has he he hasn't been shot yet has no. he mm-hmm. so he's owed one so how can you say oh you split it and right. he takes four shots for anthony's i'm just trying to be yeah, fair here yeah. so even if they split it and then anthony got shot seven times and bt got shot twice cuz he took i don't know if that works either so should we just do like a coin toss oh, man. <laughs> a rock paper scissors i've been good in tie breaking situations uh, so no no you haven't um i'm do trying they to both think get of, shot i mean do we go that route? So if that's the case, then Anthony gets shot eight times and BT gets shot once?
5: I mean, if, if that's the route you go, that's what I'm asking here.
1: Hmm. I, I know vote
2: Anthony's
5: for me,
1: not a fan of that. I vote for me not getting shot. Huh. huh. BT, BT says, I'll take it so Anthony doesn't get killed. Thanks, BT. No, that's a really? teammate. Yes. No, we're not allowed to do that. Thank you, BT. No, we're not allowed to do that. No, that's nope. a teammate right there. We tied, we split it. Well, you know, He's only got one. I'll take it in the ass. He said Aspect. You did? heard the P there. I, I, I'll take it in the ass. I didn't hear it. I did not I hear it. I didn't hear it either. You said fun with audio. You it. said fun with audio on that one. I'll take it in the ass. spec That's what he was saying.
5: I don't know. I, and don't I hear did that. not see a text from BT.
1: So. Mm.
2: Well, you're not in our group chat anymore. Oh, wow. Jeez. That's... Anthony deleted you. It was weird. I don't oh. understand it either. Uh, shoot
5: him
1: you're eight right times. Right there. says meet.
5: Shoot him eight
2: times. Okay.
1: So the bottom line is we lost. Hmm. We lost again. It's terrible.
2: All right, so then let's do this. Then, who wants to get shot when? Apparently, I gotta get shot. You guys think Jamie's
5: getting shot today? We need to do that today. Okay,
1: and then BT, since he's he's a man among men here, he's the best. He's the best of all time. Uh The greatest. You're getting, you're getting away with one here. I'm, I'm getting you. away. Me, me and I have been shot I'm seven just, times. I'm just saying. I'm just po- one saying. Of the most
2: powerful... Hey, settle down. You're not 50 cent yet.
1: <laughs> 50 cent got shot nine times. <laughs> well, I'm well on my way, aren't I? You, uh, you'd you be closer if you took your shots like a man, but anyways. Ooh, wow. Hey, Jamie, the only reason why you didn't flip to the Cardinals or the Seahawks is because you don't know how to work the app from home i don't know how to get on except for my one desk <laughs> anytime any,
2: we have any sort of conversation everything on my computer too you went in and you messed
1: with it and you close <laughs> it all out i can't get back in now anytime we have any sort of strategy jamie's like yeah go ahead guys i can't because i'm at home and i can't do the, the app from home well it either benefits
2: me or hurts me one way and or the other the, it always helps it would hurt me if we'd won Cause I, you guys all would have got your extra game, and I wouldn't have. Okay, so we're getting a couple of suggestions here from the
5: text oh, line. Oh, this should be oh, good. Oh, like mono it. e mono battles, uh, an obstacle course with the gun ready at the end for the oh. loser between Anthony and BT. Oh, okay, I like that. so that's a that's feel, an option. It could be
2: blood in that one. Gauntlet like that. trivia: Anthony versus BT. In what category, though?
5: Do you go random or
2: hockey? Or I do think he, does he have to do baseball and BT does football.
1: Think you go head to head in something that is neither of their strong suits? Okay, uh, hockey. Why don't you just give me football? Because I'm
5: getting shot again. <laughs> Another one says they both need to take their medicine. Another one says quick draw. Can we have a, an airsoft draw between the two of you? That won't just go. Shoot well.
2: each other? No, you know what we do. Is we both we give them both an airsoft gun, and the little cartridge with all the pellets is in the middle. And we have them take twenty steps, and they have to race to it, grab it, load their gun, and as soon as they get it, they can shoot the other guy. Yeah, uh, that, that I saw w- it one time at a Mexican bar I went
1: to. That wouldn't end in a concussion <laughs> as we both race to get the clip.
2: It would be like the old XFL for yeah, the kickoff. Exactly. <laughs> Co-
5: a couple of comments from the six three six. It would be it would be messed up if the loser Anthony doesn't get his punishment, ruining the integrity of the game. Wow. Another one
2: you are says in, you are all about the integrity too, Anthony. We tied.
5: Another one says Anthony can get an out-of-jail free card this time, but the next time he
2: loses he has to take nine shots Ooh, I like that. That's fair. No because then you'll you'll be sucking on a lemon next time too.
1: (coughs) Jamie what out of all of us. I've taken seven shots. Well, you should play better. I'm Baker Mayfield here (laughs) I haven't played well, but I've showed toughness well, is your wife going to write it on yeah.
2: Instagram? No, because My husband, well, she's need so to be tough. she's now. Got much what you're respect? saying? For me? He's so tough. He took seven shots in the ass. No,
1: Kristen, Kristen would be like, play better, dude. That's what she would do. And I respect that. I like that aspect of it. Aspect. I'll take it in the aspect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Question
2: number I still two. still don't know where we're, at, where we're
5: at. We'll get to the bottom of this here soon.
2: Yeah, literally.
5: I don't, uh, I don't know if Anthony's going to get away free on this one. We'll find out.
1: I, I have, here's the thing, guys. I haven't gotten free,
2: away free with anything. <laughs> the funny part, he's wearing three pairs of pants today, too. <laughs> he I was knew. prepared. He knew. I was like, what
1: is it? Snow pants? No. No, it's, no, it's a Tuesday for it's, me. He's like, in it's called season.
2: layers, Jamie. Layers hey, in this cold weather. Hold hey. out.
1: For for some reason, over the last couple of months on a Tuesday, I just wake up and say, you know what? I need uh, more. I need uh, extra padding today. Should get on that buns of steel. Yeah. Mmm.
5: Screw you guys. I like this text right here. What uh, What if we give Anthony the, the get out of jail free card, but it's doubled from here on out for losses.
2: Oh, wow. Anthony, I mean, that's kind of like, kind of like that Squid Games thing. Why
3: the are you Nef- looking at me? Why thing? are you looking
2: at me?
1: I'm not the text line. BT, BT is the only one so far, the only one that has been a good teammate. Not even here. I took a shot last week voluntarily for the
5: loser because oh, s- I missed a pick. That was my yeah. fault. Yeah. Because well, it you wasn't missed voluntarily. a pick. Well, why have you gotten shot seven times? Because I've well, lost. Exactly! So it's just part of the
2: game. Like, it's... Everybody's Everybody's served their, their, their penalty. Okay. I have
1: served it thus far.
2: So what about a uh, sudden death gauntlet situation to where it's like popcorn and back and forth trivia question trivia question first one that gets it right in the same round and the other guy loses text line says that person gets one shot in the package
5: no no uh, deal uh from the 618 the guys on the Riz show tied a few weeks ago and they both took their respective shots
1: oh wow okay great I'm just then just... i'll get they don't get shot i'll get shot eight times Let's just get it over with today. Oh, here we go. N-E-T. The guilt trip. Look at him. No, nice you, the I mean, oh, Look. you guys want oh, your pals? That's fine. Right. That's fine. Yeah. It's all great. like Oh, Andy's gonna take it. You guys wanna see me get shot eight times. That's just, just got... the bottom line. Let's just get <laughs> to the mean? truth Anthony, of the matter.
2: We don't want to see anybody get shot. That you means absolutely we absolutely love... do. No.
1: The text line the text line wants I to me... work. Why don't we just why don't we just go ahead and do that? And meet, I know you're firing up the wine wine thing, so cue up the wine thing. I'm not firing. I'm fine. I tied. I tied.
2: That's okay, fine. Hang Don't on, deal. hang on. We have another I get eight, suggestion. I eight gets one. We have another suggestion. Did you just you take one shot? What well, is bare ass? No.
1: That I would do that. I would I would do that before I did all the other suggestions. No, because you know what? I lost eight weeks, so I get eight <laughs> shots. That was the deal going in. Let's just do that. Oh, now you no, it's not even fun anymore now let's just do that there's
2: no fun now that's what he's counting on yeah, right now
1: because i don't want to hear it each each and every week from everybody he didn't take eight shots he didn't take eight shots he didn't take everybody wants to see the eight shots Anthony, do what i, I lo- did and whatever's agreed I upon it's just I lost, tie, I, I lost the tie. i lost the tiebreaker because there's no pushback for for what i i agreed to look you want to do double you want to do nine next time fine that's fine but why don't we just Anthony, why don't, we I don't just, like your anger right now why don't we i don't even just, understand it to be honest look BT and I were both losers from this week. Whoa, just lost. This is this game, game
2: Anthony. You have a BT's beautiful brand one. new son, a beautiful family, two other beautiful children. You're no loser. BT's you're winning got one. I've got a coming. Well,
1: done deal. That's what that, that is what everybody agrees. This is about. the stalter thing. Okay? Well, I know you I know. go ahead. You, <laughs> you guys, guys have ventured me for 10 minutes, and I'm giving you what you <laughs> Anthony, want.
2: And all all we tried I'm, to do is get to get a
5: solution. Now and now I'm whining. I'm just throwing options out there from the text line.
1: I'm just being the messenger. You're trying to help you get through this how about this what do you guys how about this i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna judge my own fate here i lost i tied with bt tried to do that okay i will step away what do you guys want to do what do you guys think is quote unquote fair me you go first do do we do we make a poll question and leave it up to twitter if you guys think that's the the fair the fair way can give maybe three or four scenarios bt takes the shot they both
5: take the shot uh whatever another scenario might be and hmm. let the people vote
2: i don't know i kind of do, do we how long do we put it for like an hour two we'll hours can you do show, that sure can you do that yeah technology Jamie. all
3: right
2: if you can do i'm okay with that solution and let the public it's just like a, ju- a jury of our peers anthony mm-hmm. we let the jury handle it well
1: that's what Heck, i was trying to do with you things, guys
2: we've seen things lately that Jury can change a lot of
1: outcomes. Oh, boy. All right, let's move forward here. Baker dodged the media. He responds to the booing. And if you're the Cleveland Browns, you're the, okay. This is this really our quarterback? That's next. I want to win ESPN.
3: You are a factory of sadness! <laughs>
1: After playing poorly on Sunday, and he was clearly hurt, but after playing poorly, Baker Mayfield ducked the media on Sunday. Browns beat the Lions 13 to 10. But again, he, he was he was brutal. And Baker Mayfield said, you know what, I'm not gonna talk to the media. Bad he, move, Baker. He,
3: oh well, mm-hmm. oh well, well.
1: He did talk to the media, not after the game, but on Monday, and he said at, when asked about the the booing. He says those are probably the same fans that won't be quiet while we're on offense trying to operate. He said, so I don't really care. Mayfield, like I said, he declined to speak to the media after the game on Sunday, which he posted an 8.6 QBR. That's on a scale from 0 to 100, Jamie. He Wait, posted an 8.6. Hang on, 6. Anthony.
2: For us people who don't
1: quite understand it, so the scale is 0 100, to 100? Yeah, 100 being the best.
2: Okay, and 0 being the worst, yep. right? And Baker Mayfield was what? 8.6. 8? Eight?
1: Not 80? No. 8. 8. eight. Damn! 8.6. So that's pretty good. good. He goes, I've never dodged any questions or hid away from that. Just frustrated. Remove the emotions and all from it. Just decided it was best to wait, he said, when asked about it Monday. Not, not one part of that that's not being ac- accountable. I'm sorry. Not one part of that's about not being accountable. I'd be the first to tell you I played like blank. I don't owe that to you guys. I owe that to my teammates. So he is taking some accountability to okay. it. But, Jamie, this is this is not a guard, this is not a running back, this is not a defensive end, this is not a linebacker, this is your quarterback. And I realize that guys are frustrated. And it's just, I can't imagine playing poorly, being a competitor, being ticked off about it, and then having to go answer a bunch of questions that you know are coming from, from guys that have never played the game. I get it. But that is part of your job and that is part of the scrutiny of the position. And you know what? When you play well, you're given a lot more credit than you probably deserve, too, because that also comes with the quarterback position. And if I'm the Cleveland Browns right now and I'm thinking about whether or not I should be paying Baker Mayfield as a franchise quarterback long term, I can't really love what I'm seeing right now. Again, he's hurt. He's banged up. But he's he's healthy and enough play. to play. Exactly. Then don't play. You're absolutely
2: right. I mean, I, I, I give him credit for pushing through because playing injured is not fun, especially in the quarterback position to where you get hit probably more than almost everybody on the field. Every play there's a chance that you're going to get bumped into, pushed over, knocked down, tackled, hit in a compromised position. Absolutely. But you said you'd play. You said you were healthy enough to be our starting starting quarterback. It sucks, but to your point, it sure doesn't suck when you win. And you threw three or four touchdowns. You're okay with getting up on the podium at that point. It is what it is. I mean, I, I, never, I never understood the dodging of the media. Now, I also was never that guy. So, in fairness, I was never the, the star guy or the, the number one quarterback or the number one defenseman and all that stuff. I was never that guy. So, you know, whatever. Right. But there were situations to where I got asked a lot by the media to be there for bad games. Well, you know, you played terrible. Oh, you've been healthy scratch for four games in yeah. a row. Why does, is that? How does it feel? Well, I suck. Right. Things aren't going well for me right now, or the coach doesn't want me to be a part of the team because I'm not good enough or I'm not contributing. It's never fun to answer those questions. but And, and to flip that again, it's never mind talking to the media after I scored a goal or something like that. You're yeah. like, well, okay. Hey, you kind of yeah. looking around. On like, on hey, in, where's guys. the media? Bring a friend while you're at right. it, you know? It comes with the territory, man. You know, that... That being said, though, does he get his one free pass? Like, do sure. we allow that? I think sure. we do. Like, I really do. Like, I can be here, and I ta- I realize right now I'm talking out of the both sides of my mouth because I just literally called him out, and now I'm like, ah, you know what? It's because mid midstream I just realized that maybe you get the one free pass. Like, last year when I petitioned the Blues, stop sending Ryan O'Reilly to the podium when they were playing bad. Like, don't. Just give him a day off. Give him a pass.
1: Mm-hmm. But, but he still showed up. He still showed that up. That was you saying it, not Ryan O'Reilly. No, it, it, it was, it was me. him. He went to the post every single day when when guys are struggling. Yeah. That that I think. And he
2: put him he put it on himself, it which I hated it because after a while you're like, okay, Ryan O'Reilly, you're you're the one of the only guys that's every night playing hard, right, or playing well. But, Stop taking it for the team. You but know that's
1: fine. He, he, as a leader, as a leader, Ryan O'Reilly did that, and I think leadership. Yeah, it can come in different different ways, come in different... Would you ever see Tom Brady do something like that? Tom Brady, we've seen Tom Brady get ticked off after wins. You ever not go to the podium? Tom Brady has never, to my knowledge,
2: never not gone to the podium. Now, in fairness,
1: Tom Brady has a lot more celebrations than defeats. Sure, but he's also, because of that, because they call him the GOAT and all that, as soon as he struggles, as soon as there's two losses, the media... He's like, wow. you know what? Is this the end? Is this the end for Tom Brady? And he's got to answer and deal with that crap. Yeah. He shows up. I think yeah, I, uh, he did show up, especially during Deflate Gate and
2: all that stuff. Yeah. He did show up and answer questions for the media at that point. He, very quick with his responses and whatnot, but he he was there. He answered a lot of questions about his That's balls. Tom Brady. Didn't he? he did. Uh, yeah, his balls they were definitely the the main source footballs. of. Well, yeah. What are you talking about? Uh, it was the main topic. Yeah. Yeah, his balls were flat, and you know it was mm-hmm. apparently an advantage to him. I don't know, can't see how. But yeah. either way, Tom Brady showed up and and talked to the media and and did his thing.
1: It is what it is. Mm-hmm. This reminds me a little bit of Cam Newton too. What Cam Newton loves to go to the media when he's winning. Cam Newton right there when they're winning, all good. I'm back. Then they lose, and then all of a sudden Cam Newton. He's frustrated. Cuts the interview short, or doesn't want to answer the questions, or any of that. And Cam Newton, I think, is a very good leader. I think his teammates really respect him. We've seen him on the sidelines. You know, when he his first game back against against uh, Arizona last week for Carolina, he he was there. There's a couple of scenes where, or a couple of moments on the sidelines where you could tell, like this th- this guy's got leadership ability. Yeah. But you have to be a leader in w- when you win and when you lose, in my opinion. If you're going to have the utmost success, maybe this is a learning situation for Baker. Could we'll be. find
2: out. I'm not willing to just. Judge him just yet on it, though. Fair enough.
1: It's fast line on one hundred and one ESPN. Jason Garrett let go by the Giants. What are some of the signs that you might be getting <laughs> let go? Matt Nagy, if he didn't have signs already, like you know the his record, he got some. In the in my opinion, some of the war one of the worst ways that you can have a quote unquote sign that you're about to get fired. That's next on one hundred and one ESPN. It's a fast line on 101 at ESPN. What are the best signs that uh, you might be, you know, getting relieved of your job, getting fired? We saw Jason Garrett get fired earlier today, Giants offense coordinator. And Mead, I know that you had a, you saw a story about Matt Nagy, Bears head coach. There's some signs no, that Andy, he might be he's getting He's not fired. fired. No, not yet. This is why we're talking about signs of getting fired.
5: Well, let's start with uh, let's start with Jason Garrett because I started putting this segment together before he actually got fired. Heard some comments from Joe Judge last night, and it was kind of the writing on the wall. We mentioned the loss to uh, to, to Tampa; they are blown out by 20 points in that game, and offensively looked lost half the time. This was Joe Judge uh, after the game talking about his team's performance.
0: We got to do a better job scoring points. I know it sounds pretty obvious and to the point with it, but I'm gonna keep it just very blunt on that right there. We got to do a better job putting our players in a position to make plays. We have too many good players, you know. We, we got to put them in a better position to capitalize on it. That's it. We got to make sure, you know, we sit down tomorrow as a coaching staff and understand how we got to play this game and give our players a chance to make plays. So, in reference, to any kind of body language or anything at the end of the game, I'll handle the corrections we got to make. All right. But as a player, there's some things I'd be frustrated too with as well.
5: Writing's on the wall, right? At that point, you know you're gone if you're Jason Garrett, right? I think if you're anybody, you're like. Okay. I'm a coach.
4: He's calling us out. Should I show up tomorrow? All right.
1: Yeah, that's a bad sign. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially when you're, your offense scored 10 points last night.
2: That was a big 10 points. Huge. Really wasn't. No. Huge. No. Yeah, really wasn't.
5: Here's another sign that uh, you might think you're, you're going to get fired here. So, Matt Nagy, uh, he's been... Kind of on the hot seat for what a year and a half now. It seems like the Trubisky stuff. Now even with Justin Fields, they can't get things figured out. And there were chants at a Chicago Bulls game. Fire Nagy! Dun 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 dun. That all started happening. They've taken it to a new level, though. They've now taken it to Nagy's son's high school football games.
1: That's terrible. That's, that's a pretty his, good sign, right? That's his son's. That's his son's high school his football. His son's game. high so school son's football hear That too. That's terrible. <laughs> They're talking about the son. That's <laughs> <laughs> even worse then. <laughs>
3: Could
1: you imagine? All right, Jamie, you're you're a father of four. Your boys, your boys are you're you're the Blues, right? Yeah. Uh, and people people show it. up. People no, show up. Yeah. At your high school, as your son's high school hockey games. Yeah. And they're saying, fire, rivers.
2: Yeah. So your boys got to hear that. I've heard it. You've heard it? I've heard it. Get rid of rivers, trade <laughs> rivers. Um, yeah, that's awful. It is. I mean, at the end of the day, Matt Nagy's got a job to do, whether he's doing that job as well as he should be, or the fans think so or not mm-hmm. it's a kid's high school game man like come on you you don't ever drag it I, I guess it wasn't drug off the field it was just drug to a different field but you don't drag it out of that professional yeah. realm I mean usually the families and specifically the children are off limits and it's you know, I don't know. It, it should it, be low class move i Big time not a fan of that
1: hey, okay so let's take a step back here for a second too you, you're talking about Matt Nagy who no he, he has he's done nothing with this opportunity He's also been handed Mitchell Trubisky and now in a, a new rookie quarterback with Justin Fields and or Andy Dalton. That—that That is, that is what Nick he is. Nick Foles for a minute. There you go. <laughs> you had Nick Foles for a minute. Here you go, Matt. Take over. Good Here's luck. your roster. No yeah. offensive line. The defense, yes, the defense is pretty good. The defense isn't what it, what it was when they you know, went to the Super Bowl in 06 or whatever it was. Here, win with this. No O-line, no running game. Justin Fields, new rookie rookie quarterback, and we gave you Mitchell Trubisky. Really? I'm with you. I'm with you. Are we sure Matt Nagy's this bad?
2: I don't think he's – listen, I don't think he's a great coach, but I don't – in the same breath, I don't think he's as bad as that to
1: deserve that kind of treatment. Agreed. All right, you got any other – this this guy should pay attention. That was Matt Nagy. Yes, I do have one that more. Might have been you. the
2: last. That might have been the sign of things to come right there. He couldn't sing. Couldn't sing. Well, he could sing fine. It's the words that he is troubled. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe he's not a details guy, Anthony. Maybe yeah. it showed up right there Just coaching. Talked about this one a little bit
5: yesterday, but uh the Seahawks. Despite the Cardinals not having Kyler Murray over the weekend, they lose to Arizona. Pete Carroll seemed kind of dumbfounded at the end of the game. He said, I'm just disappointed. I have to keep coming back and talking about the same stuff. I don't feel like I have good answers for you because our answers so far have not turned it. That sounds like a guy who knows he's getting fired. Sounds like someone who's given up.
2: That's which what it sounds is, like to me.
1: It, it, which if which I'm is the crazy GM, to, to think about from his standpoint. Sounds defeated.
2: He sounds defeated. He sounds like he's got his hands up in the air like, I don't know what to do anymore. I see that. The moment I see my coach either do that physically or right there verbally says it, he's gone. He's got to go. And you're looking at a team that should be doing better than they are? That's an automatic for me at that point.
1: Uh, by the way, we're talking about head coaches, Pete. Pete. I just <laughs> came right off the james franklin doesn't have to worry about getting fired james franklin just signed a 10-year contract extension with penn state so he's going to be there that's what you do when usc is out there and you might have some rumors that your head coach is connected to usc you sign it you sign james franklin or if you're michigan state you sign mel tucker then your college basketball team has to take a bus instead of a nice little plane they won that game too. They did. Yeah, take that in Michigan State. A lot of grit they showed. Yeah, we'll show them. Having to be on that bus for all those hours. Was it four or so? It's like three forty-five. Three <laughs> forty-five? Almost four hours? <laughs> Almost four hours. You kidding me? They're tall that?
5: guys, Anthony. You're cramped up in a in a small
1: bus like that? I'm sure it was a nice bus meet. Detrimental to the team. Yeah, so Penn State, Franklin, agreed to its end your contract. College football this, this weekend, you get you got Rivalry Week in college football. You got you got the game. Michigan Michigan versus Ohio State. Michigan hasn't beaten Ohio State what seven, eight years now, in ever, Bob. I think they've lost seventeen of eighteen against Ohio State. Nah, they've had their issues with counted. the Buckeyes, but they're home. Not that that has mattered, but they're <laughs> home. Number six, Michigan versus number four, Ohio State. You got the Bedlam game as well. Ooh. Ohio, you have uh, Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State, the Iron Bowl. Number two, Alabama versus Auburn. And even though the SEC championship game is in place, you still got Alabama and Georgia. That's gonna that's gonna happen. Alabama. You can't lose another game. Can't go. Can't go two losses and hope that you're going to get good positioning in the playoffs or even make the playoffs. So that one still's got some meaning. Then you got the Civil War, Oregon State versus Oregon. This is one of my favorite weeks in college football. Have we had the uh, the Red River rivalry yet? The Red River rivalry. Yep, a couple of weeks. So that was when Texas just
5: call it. That's what they call it, the Red River rivalry. You ask
1: me it. That was when Texas jumped up big and Oklahoma came storming back. Oh, that's right, that's mm. right. Yeah. BT's Texas Longhorns. Yeah, they're struggling. He doesn't Open claim Horns, baby. He doesn't claim them anymore though. That's, that's weird. weird. They After the, the loss of Kansas. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame him on get that. It. All right, the gauntlet is Who the coming hell loses up next. Kansas. Nobody. Nobody. Nope, not many people. Teams. The gauntlet's coming up next on 1-1 ESPN. Prepare the gauntlet. Four warriors. Four categories.
4: One challenger. He's spinning
2: into the end zone. Touchdown.
5: BT's got this freak oh. Can
2: survive? The Gauntlet The Gauntlet is brought to you by Hotshot Sports Bar and Grill During every Tuesday's
1: Blues game Score your chance to win tickets at Hotshot's Ticket Tuesdays It is the Gauntlet on 101 ESPN 401 your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers An officially licensed Rolex jeweler With Jamie Rivers and Brad Barnes And Anthony Stalter And we've got a new Gauntlet contestant today Who do we got me? We've got Don today Don? Don. What's going on? Hey, I'm here. How are you doing? Doing well. Donny boy. You ready to rock? I think so. All right. Do you want meat in random trivia, Jamie in hockey or me in football?
6: Actually, I was gonna let Jamie decide because of him, let him pick who I fight. Oh wow. wow.
1: He's putting it on Jamie.
2: Wow,
6: no wow well. pressure.
2: A little backstory here. Don, my guy Don here hooked me up, putting up some Christmas lights today at nice. the at the Chateau Rivers. So um, we had a discussion earlier today. And, Don, you said BT was your first pick. Obviously, bts you know, he's on vacation again. So you did say after that, I think my second pick would be Meat. So I think well, we're going to go with Meat today. You
5: don't want this. You don't want this, Don.
0: <laughs> I think it's my best chance. All this random stuff, there's no way either of us know it. So. Oh, that's
5: fair enough. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> that's right fair there.
1: Enough. All right, well, good luck. Even back on here for, for Don. All right, so Don and Meat are going to get four questions. If they need the options, Jamie, those questions are worth one point. If they don't need the options, those questions are worth uh, two points. Anthony, that's correct. Don, you ready to go? I'm ready. Question number one: What ailment kills the most fruit flies? Um, give me the option. Is it diarrhea, constipation, or heart attack?
5: Um, diarrhea.
2: All right, Don, question two. In California, you can't legally buy a mouse trap without having a what? You need the options. Options are a driver's license, a hunting license, or a passport.
6: A hunting license would make sense, so I'll say hunting.
1: Question number three. On the sitcom Cheers, what did Norm do for a living?
5: I'm too young for that show. I'm going really to the option.
1: All right. Was he a lawyer, an insurance salesman, or an accountant?
3: Um, a lawyer.
2: All right, Don. Question four. Final question. An octopus has eight tentacles. How many does its relative the squid have? I'll take the options. <laughs> the options are 6, 8, or 10. Let's say 10. All right. Now let's let's get, bring in meat. Let's bring in meat.
1: Don, how are you feeling? I should have fought Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is your best sport? Uh, baseball. Baseball. Okay, so that's why you would have won with BT. Understood. All right. So meat's putting on his headphones. Maybe, maybe if you get past meat and you're back on tomorrow... After that... Yeah. You know, next Monday you can yeah. you can challenge Beatsy, so you gotta win two in a row here to get Meat to Beatsy. Meat looks a little sleepy today, too, I'm not gonna
2: lie. I did kinda have a big lunch, so that kinda put me down a little bit, you know? It makes sense. I've seen you have much bigger lunches. <laughs> I know, I yeah. know. Come It's
1: Jamie. What? Not there. That's true, it's <laughs> totally gets hungry, true. Alright, Meat, you ready? <laughs> Let's do it. Question number one. What ailment kills the most fruit flies? <laughs> ailment kills
5: the most...
1: <laughs> people swatting them,
5: I don't know. Uh... <laughs> Give me, a, sense. give me the
1: options Diarrhea, constipation,
5: or heart attack Fruit flies Diarrhea, constipation or Heart attack Fruit flies Hmm
2: Let's go with With constipation Alright meat Question two in California, you can't legally buy a mouse trap without having what? Mouse. Um what the hell? <laughs> It'd be a mouse, right? Uh give me the options. Options are a driver's license, a hunting license, or a passport.
5: If it's a hunting license, that's gonna be insane. Um a driver's license, a hunting license, or a passport? Correct. I wouldn't think it would be a passport. Um
1: a driver's license. Question three. On the sitcom cheers, what did Norm do for a living? <laughs> I wish I knew. I wish I knew.
5: Give me the options. Lawyer, insurance salesman, or accountant. Damn it. So I knew the other guy was the mailman. Lawyer, insurance agent, and accountant. Lawyer, insurance agent, and accountant. Everybody loves norm. No norm, baby! Hey, lawyer. Nobody likes a lawyer. Nobody loves a lawyer that much, right? Lawyer, insurance agent, and accountant. I'm going to say he did everybody's taxes, that's why they loved
2: him because he's an accountant and did their taxes. Alright, me. Final question. An octopus has eight tentacles. How many does its relative the squid have? Interesting question.
5: Thank you. Um, I'm gonna say more, I
2: think, but give me the options. Alright, here are the options. S- is it six, eight, or ten? I'm trying to imagine a squid. Uh let's go ten.
1: Alright, let's go over these. Alright, Antoine, let's do this. Let's start with the last question. On an octopus has eight tentacles, how many does it relative the squid have? Does the re- does its relative have? Don, you went with the options. You went 10. Meat, you went 10 as well. Correct answer was? uh, That's 10, gentlemen. So we got a 1-1 one, one tie between Don and Meat. On the sitcom Cheers, what did Norm do for a living? Don, you went with, I think you went lawyer. Did you go uh, lawyer, or yeah, Don? Yeah, Don went with lawyer. All right, Don went with a lawyer. Meat went with an accountant. Correct answer was... Uh, that's the accountant. That's Meat, correct. Meat was right. Old Norm yes. there. He did the taxes for everybody. everybody loves him. So Meat is up 2-1 on Don. 2-1. In, in California, you can't legally buy a mouse trap without having what? Don, you said hunting license. Meat, you went with driver's license. Correct answer was... That's a hunting license, gentlemen. So we're all tied up. You're going to kill an animal. You, you better serious? have a license for that. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. I don't, Are you know. kidding me? I
2: don't make the laws, Meat. That is so I dumb. I just abide by that it. That is so dumb.
1: We got a 2-2 two, two tie. Comes down to this question. Both of you went with the options, both of you had different answers. What ailment kills the most fruit flies? (laughs) Don, you went diarrhea. Meat, you went constipation. Whoever had this question right is the winner today in the gauntlet. Correct answer was... Constipation! Don! You have chosen... Poorly.
3: You lose.
1: Donnie got you three to two. It came down basically to that question. That's man. a crappy question. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys.
3: Appreciate it.
2: Jamie, I appreciate you. Thank you. No problem, buddy. Thank you. Great Thanks, job Don. on the lights, man. Appreciate it. <laughs>
1: All right, that was Don here in the fast Fastlane on 101 at ESPN to meet. You've won, what, two days in a row now, right? Thank you,
5: thank you, thank you. Sorry nice that job. Don's
2: going to go rip your lights down now. but uh, Don's currently on his way, way to my house right now to start an electrical fire. Yeah, yes. He no, he's, he's a, not. Sorry,
1: Jamie. <laughs> Take that. Now, now this is happening.
2: No, no, he did a fantastic job. Great stuff.
1: All right.
2: Yeah. Meat, way to go, Thank Kay. you, boys. Thank you, did, you.
1: You did it again. It feels great.
2: I Meet, mean, where was your head at with the, the second question when you thought of a driver's license? Like, so if I don't drive, like if I'm an 80 year old man right, right. and I have a mouse in my home, but I don't have a driver's license, you don't think you can even buy a mousetrap? Well, why would you need
5: a hunting license over a driver? I'm thinking to myself, like, if you go to a certain store, like you get maybe. Um, like some spray paint or a blade of some sort that you might need an ID, you have to be 18 to get it. So that's the thought process I was thinking Mm. about.
2: So killing an animal or potentially killing an animal, a hunting license never, never crossed your mind?
5: Uh, well, it, it it did cross my mind, but it just doesn't make sense to kill a mouse. You need a hunting license. Is it an animal? To
2: road is yeah. it a living, breathing to rodent? Vermin? But there are also rodent? laws Whatever.
5: around the like deer, like that's why you need a permit to shoot them because there's laws that protect you them. You need a
2: license, right? A hunting license.
5: Yeah, but yeah. like a mouse isn't protected. Well, it rodent. is
1: in California. Apparently it is. Yeah. California makes yeah. sense. California's got some interesting things going on. Sure does. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> about right. <laughs> it's fast on 101 on ESPN. <laughs> what analytics don't tell you about certain players? We're gonna get into that next. We're gonna apply it to Some of the players you saw on display last night, Ryan O'Reilly, David Prompt, but also talk about it from a baseball standpoint, too. That's next in the Fast Line on 101 ESPN. It's Fast Line on 101 ESPN. Last night, the leadership was certainly on display for your St. Louis Blues in that 5-2 win over Vegas. Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, Jordan Bennington, Justin Falk all had big games or big moments in last night's game, Jamie. And I know there's been there's always this push and pull when it comes to analytics, how the how teams use analytics. Well, there's some things that just don't show up in in metrics or on the stat sheet, and I think we saw that last night when it comes to your Blues.
2: Well, that's a, that's always the number one thing that pops up in my head, anyways. And I understand that there's a lot of every aspect of every game in any sport, that there's some kind of an analytic for it. One that they don't have is the leadership. How do you you put a a score or a number on, you know, a guy's effort, his heart, his desire, his leadership ability? How do you do that? You can't. And so this is always the age-old question of, you know, how do you identify a good leader? Because there's no quantifiable number that says it. It's the eye test always, and it's the 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 teammates, the, the coaching staff, the people that are around these players all the time. And so when I was watching the game last night and then the post-game when I'm listening to Craig Berube and I'm t- listening to other players talk about it, everybody talks about Ryan O'Reilly. David Perron and Ryan O'Reilly specifically last night. And then as I sat back and, and, and evaluated the game again, I looked at the score chart and I said, you know what? You Tyler Bozak, who gets a goal. You got Justin Falk, who gets on the scoreboard as well. You got Vladimir Tarasenko, who gets two assists. You've got Brandon Saad that gets on the board again. And all of it starts with a heck of an effort from Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron on one specific shift that seemed to lift the guys up. And then Craig Berube talks about, you know, in between, after one of the goals that the Vegas, the second goal the Vegas Golden Knights scored, that Ryan O'Reilly – pretty much had the bench's ear and that what he was saying was, you know, very impactful to the team, whether it was positive, whether it was negative, whether he chewed somebody out. I don't think that's his style personally, but it is his style to kind of grab the guys and say, Hey, you know, let's go here. Let's get, we're going to be fine. We're going to win this game. And then of course, Craig Brewe, being a great coach is okay, then get out there. Mm -hmm. Show me, show me how we're going to win this game. And they went and had a a great shift and ended up scoring a goal. So, It's always, to me, an interesting discussion to talk about leadership, and I think that it it spans across all sports, and here, if we keep it locally, think about the performances from Adam Wainwright in the last couple of years for the St. Louis Cardinals, you know, in the pandemic season when everybody's arms could have been blown out. Waino basically says, give me the ball, I got you, Skip. I just love that guy. I love him to death, too. Trust me, I want to have his kids, remember? Whoa. I would. His babies. No big deal. I think he's made a great husband.
1: I think it's a... I'll tell you what, Jamie. It, it is a big deal. You can't you can't have babies. You're a man. Uh, but I would if I could. Oh. That's interesting. I
2: know. Either way, Adam Wainwright takes the ball and gets out there and pitches a classic. And, and he does it over and over again. Yadier Molina. Yadier,
4: yadier, 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 yadier.
2: not only responsible for everybody gyrating their hips every time we say his name but also responsible for timely hits and great defensive plays and a voice in the dugout. You mentioned Tom Brady earlier. Tom Brady. I mean, well, he's a leader. He he makes guys around him better not just by his play, but and it's amazing the guys he does bring in. Certain people that you think are uncoachable or un- bad teammates or not, no chance, all of a sudden they're great players, they're great teammates, they're participating, and it's Tom Brady's leadership that you know has them headed in the right direction. So I guess I don't know what the answer is, but I always find it very interesting that the leadership ability of players that you can't ever put an analytic to
1: you know i think analytics jamie they they certainly have their place i mean this there's there's a reason why so many teams say we have to dive into the numbers we have to use the numbers right i think it's i think analytics are great when it comes to evaluating a player and evaluating just on a spreadsheet or you know sheet of paper hey this this player is doing this compared to this player who's doing this and you know that other player might be making more money i think from that standpoint great but you're right. There's, there's a large portion of the game. There's a large portion of the, the way that a team is constructed that, that it has nothing to do with analytics. And when you're talking about human beings, how do you get the most of a player? How do you, get the, how do you motivate players? This is what Craig Berube is going to – and we'll talk to Craig Berube in about 10 minutes. Craig Berube, this is one of his jobs. Ali Marmol, this is now one of his jobs, the push and pull. You also have to have some of that at, from a front-office standpoint, too. If I add this guy, this guy might might not be the player that uh, this this other guy is, but I know he's a great leader. I know he's somebody like Lance Berkman in 2011. I add him to the clubhouse mix, and he can cut it up a little bit, keep guys loose. I'm going to need that for the inevitable poor stretches. And And this is somebody that... The numbers might suggest that I should go in a different direction, but this guy, I know that he's, he's either one before or, again, he's, he's somebody that can come in and keep the clubhouse light. You need that within your mm-hmm. locker room or your clubhouse. If you only go on the numbers, well, then your team is going to wind up being, I think, short-sighted in a lot of ways. And we saw last night, Ryan O'Reilly, well, his leadership uh, you know, came came to the forefront. You're right. Talk about Wano, Yachty. Those are things that can't be measured by anal- analytics.
2: And when you're a GM and you're picking a guy to be your captain or part of your leadership group, or you're bringing in a veteran guy, like when they signed Tyler Bozak to come to the St. Louis Blues from the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you've got Jay Bo Meister that comes in the latter part of his career, you're kind of gambling. Mm-hmm. You're kind of gambling on the fact that, what you've heard and your research and you're kicking the tires around the league is that you're gambling on all of that is going to be exactly correct within your locker room doors. And it is, it's a big gamble because you don't know how a player that's a leader in one area or one team comes to your team might be completely different because the chemistry is just different or he doesn't vibe with the coaching staff or his way of leading is not the way you're used to. And, so it is. It's a, gamble. it's a gamble by the GMs when they go get a player based on leadership ability. And I think that's the one thing that is kind of, it's scary in a good way and in a bad way to where there is no analytics. It says you're automatically going to get a great leader out of this guy because the numbers tell you that. Right. Well, There's no number attached to
1: it. I Could you imagine, too, being a general manager that, that's scouting players? And, look, that's your job. That's that's what you're responsible for. That's what you're being paid for. But, you, but could you imagine being a scout or, again, a, a guy that is actually in charge of a draft and you're leaning on scouts or you're watching the video? You have no idea how that, how that player is being viewed inside a locker room or a clubhouse. Well, you have no idea what sort of impact is there. I, I mean, there have been quarterbacks that – can throw, can throw the, the entire length of field, and they've got the prototypical size and all that, but they're me-first guys, and they've got zero leadership ability, and you draft them in the first round based on their, their talent, thinking maybe you can coach them up, and lo and behold, their teammates can't stand them, and that quarterback is out of the league or not on another team as a backup for the majority of his career. You, you miss on that a lot. So I think that is why a lot of times GMs will rely on the numbers, will rely on those analytics to say, look, the numbers are what the numbers are. We drafted him or we signed him based on those things. Mm-hmm. Those, th- those things don't change. But I think it's the, the, the head coaches, the general managers, the, the people that are in charge that can figure out what is important that wind up having the most success.
2: And it also goes to show you, uh, if we step aside from how you select a player based on leadership, it also goes to show you how valuable – that leadership can be and you know last night was just one game It was just one game and it just got brought up specifically by Craig Berube following the game otherwise it may have been like a tree that fell in the forest sure you know what I mean where everybody in the locker room knows what happened everybody on that team but nobody else is aware because we don't have that privilege of being on the bench or being in the locker room with the guys but Craig Berube brought it to light following the game and you have to look at that and go okay how valuable then is that leadership within one game? Certainly. How much of a difference can it make? Well, last night it made the difference to the Blues to where it gave them a fighting chance to come out from a two nothing hole that they had dug themselves into with the Vegas Golden Knights. But then in other games, a good quarterback, you're down in the first quarter, the second quarter, or maybe it's a third quarter and you're down twenty eight to three. I mean, it, things happen.
1: Why did you cite that specifically? What? What do you mean? What? That was a very specific score, twenty eight to three. Oh. Why? What score is that? Did you even say third quarter? I think
2: I did, but I was going. I went in a row. I went first quarter, you second know exactly, quarter. You know exactly what you're doing.
1: Third quarter. Don't play. Don't play, Mister Innocent.
2: There's a wrong score. Should I pick a different score? Yeah. Why? What's the difference?
1: You know damn well what the difference I is, have Jamie. No I You're talking
2: about. Either way, it takes a special player to help their team come back from you, get a you lot know of nerve. <laughs> from tough situations. And I think that uh, I think that there's a tremendous amount of value in that. I think there's a gamble. There's a risk when you go after guys that are leadership-based type players. But when you do find them and they're on your team, they
1: become one of the most valuable pl- pieces that you can have. That's Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stoltz. It's Fastlane on 101 at ESPN Blues. Red Wings tomorrow night. You can listen to the pregame right here on f- at 530. So uh, we're off a little bit earlier tomorrow. But Blues, Red Wings tomorrow night, 530. You also have... Blues, Blackhawks coverage starting at 1.30 on Friday. Little little day, weekday hockey for so you. So you got the leftovers going. Turn on 101 ESPN. Listen to your, listen to your blues. Just maybe slip into another food coma. Sounds great, Jamie. Sounds mm-hmm. like heaven, Jamie. Sure does, Anthony. <laughs> Craig Ruby's going to join us next. We'll talk to him about last night's big victory and whether or not this could be a turning point for his glove. That's next on 101 ESPN. It's the Fast Line on 101 ESPN. Huge win last night for the Blues. They get it done against the Vegas Golden Knights. Fall behind 2-0, but storm right back. Win at 5-2. And we're joined right now by the head coach of the Blues, Craig Berube via the Brown and Kruben Celebrity Line. Chief, how you doing today?
6: Hey, good guys.
1: How are you? Good, Chief. Well, uh, I'm doing great. Jamie, hold on. I got to talk. I got to talk to Chief about something, oh and it's God. it's even
2: bigger than hockey. I wanted to ask him about that music. If you like the music,
1: well, on the way you can in get there. to that in a second. All right, but all good. right, Chief. So a couple of weeks ago, you recommended that, or well, you said one of your favorite candies growing up was something called Coffee Crisp. Now, yeah. J- Jamie went up to Canada last week to visit some family, and he hooked all of us up with some Coffee Crisp. They were incredible.
6: I told you guys they were good Like a waver, like a everything's mocha better, Everything's better there
2: in Canada, boys a <laughs> boy, Chief hey, Go ahead, Anthony, argue with them
1: uh, No, I won't I haven't even been there, but I'm just going to agree with there Craig Burby you You're a smart man. Yeah, smart man I appreciate it, no, they were great Chief, what would you think of the entrance music you had there? Is that something you'd get up on the
2: dance floor for? So What's that? The what music? The entrance music, when you were coming back out of break Mead, hit it again a little bit
6: Oh, no, no, no. I, no? That's not, something I, that's not something I'd have on in the car.
2: <laughs> but would you get on the dance floor to it? It's a wedding. You've had a couple of cold beers. I'm
6: not, that, I'm not the dance type guy.
2: That's not true, because I've seen you dance with a lot of different dudes in the NHL. Well, that's a little different dancing.
1: <laughs> that's the old Callahoo two-step right there.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Chief, big win last night for you guys. Uh, when you're when you're looking at, I mean, for Jamie and I've been talking about throughout the course of the show today, the veterans. The veterans are great. Ryan O'Reilly was great. Perron was great. Bennington was great. When when you take a step back and you look at the way your veterans played last night, that was kind of a, a game. I would imagine as a head coach, you want to see the the ones that have been around the most step up in a situation, especially when you're down two zero to a really good Vegas team.
6: Yeah, like the start wasn't you know. I, you know, it was kind of unlucky, like on the first goal. But, I mean, you know, things happen. You get down in games sometimes. And, the, you know, our vet really stepped up, I thought. I thought Bennington did too. You know, getting down 2 nothing that's tough uh, for him. <clears throat> and But he battled and he stayed in it and was really good. Yeah. When I looked at, you know, when I looked at Vegas and uh, I'm looking at stats, Peron and O'Reilly have always played well against them. They got really good stats against them. So, you know, I. I I kind of knew they're going to have a good game against them. Uh, Perron seems to always get really fired up playing his ex uh, team, and um, they both came up big. I thought they both had really good games, and uh, you know, guy like Falk, he was solid, scored a big goal for us. So yeah, like you know, the vets, that's that's big, that's you know, important. That you have that good leadership by those guys, and for me, that was that game was you know, getting down to nothing, just they showed great leadership in that game
2: chief you guys uh on the penalty kill it hasn't been a picasso in the last couple of weeks for you guys but last night you lock it down three for three on the penalty kill what are some of the subtle changes that you made if any and was it more of a systems or a player failure or was it just kind of collectively maybe not enough effort
6: Um, I think a lot of times when the PK's not going your way, there is some unlucky bounces. Uh, That's part of it, I believe. You're not always going to – things aren't always going to go your way on the penalty kill because these teams, they got good power plays. They find a way to make a play or they get a good bounce. But I think lately there was a few areas, especially in front of our net, with our net front D, I thought that uh, that got sorted out last game. Uh, We fixed that. And just being in front a little bit more and maybe blocking a shot or blocking a guy out, not allow him to get a, t- a stick on the puck. Um, and the other thing is just being in them shooting lanes by our forwards, taking away those shots as much as we can from the top.
2: Now, Chief, uh, one of the guys that you had on the ice last night for uh, just under three minutes of shorthanded ice time is Nico Mikula. He kind of gets his feet back into the pond here a little bit. He had the COVID thing going on. He hasn't played a whole heck of a lot, but he played, you know, 16 and a half minutes last night, 244 on the penalty kill. I really liked what I saw out of him last night. What are you seeing from the young man right now? Yeah, he was. He
6: played with a lot of confidence last night for not playing in a while with being out with COVID. <clears throat> he, um, you know, he used his feet well. He, I think he closes on people really well with his, his feet, and he, he's got an active stick, and he's hard to play against. That's the bottom line, I think, when it boils down to it. He just gets in the way out there, and he, he causes a lot of commotion and uh, penalty killing. He's a big body. He you know could cover a lot of ice, uh, you know blocking shots, things like that. It was, very, it was great to see him get a goal. Um, I thought he activated well in the game, too, from the back end. He was up in the play a lot, and it, he got rewarded with a goal.
2: Another guy that uh, has looked pretty good is Scott Perunovich. He finally got the call up. Obviously, you know the salary cap, all that crazy, not, crazy stuff that you don't necessarily have to deal with. You let Army handle all that. But Scott Perunovich, he doesn't seem like a guy to me, Chief. That's like only got a couple of games in the NHL. I, I, he's playing with so much confidence. I love the way he, you know, he shakes and bakes out there. Not afraid to to open up the old ten and two with the puck. I'm really, I'm really impressed with what I've seen so far
6: yeah we are too uh we saw that in camp uh we we knew he'd be up here sooner or later like he he's got too much ability not to be up here and and confidence i i I, you're bang on with that he's a very confident person and um he knows his abilities and what he can do you know he mean he looks great on the power play the way he handles the puck and makes plays and then He's very confident in making plays coming out of his own end. Uh, sometimes a little bit too confident. I don't <laughs> mind off the glass, I don't want to walk, but wear it out a little. Hey Rib, you yeah. made a living out of it. Uh, <laughs>
2: See, some of us some of us had to. Uh, the one time I went cross ice and got knocked down the back of the net. Mike Keenan had me on a plane to Siberia, I swear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Hey, chief. Uh, following up on what Rivers just asked you about Perunovic, you're watching these young guys play Kyiru, Thomas. Now, Perunovic. D- I know they're they're all individual players, and and you as a head coach, and you've talked about this before, where you're trying to extract, you know, to motivate them in certain ways because of different different players. But when it comes to your young group of players, is there kind of a one thing or one common trait that you see out of all your young players right now? Because when from my standpoint, man, they're all playing well.
6: Yeah. No, and I think that you know they want they want to be every every player every young player when he comes in the league that has a lot of ability and you know he knows he's going to be a you know maybe a star one day or a very good player. They all want more, right? They want to be the guy. They want to be the guy in a certain situation to score a goal and or you know be on the ice with a, with a goalie out and be on the ice you know protecting the lead. All them key situations. I find with all our these young guys is that they want all that and they're 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 ready for it. They're actually doing a real good job. Like Robbie Thomas is penalty killing now, he's taking big draws in the D zone, he's taking draws in the penalty kill. Jordan is doing lots of great offensive things. You know, we got him out in key situations and you know, with the goalie out or power play, things like that, he's doing a great job. And Prunovic is no different. Like you know, I'm sure that he wants to be in all the key situations too. And that's a good thing. You want players that uh, want more and they want to be involved more and they want to be the guy. And we've got a few of those guys like uh, that, are, that are really coming along and doing a great job.
2: Chief, the player, as you said, always wants more. Now, as a coaching staff, when you guys sit there, at what point do you determine that player deserves more? Like you bring up Robbie Thomas and you talk about how, he's out there killing penalties now and he's doing a pretty good job. And Nico Mikula gets out there for almost three minutes of penalty kill time. And you're given more responsibility to certain guys. Is there a meeting that happens between you guys where you say, okay, after watching the video, this guy here is ready for more, or is it just something that you feel throughout the game? And that's the call that you make.
6: Yeah. I mean, I think it's a feel thing that I make, but it's a lot of conversations with Doug Armstrong and the coaches about where the players at, what do you guys think, uh, Does he deserve more? Is he earning it? Um, You know, things like that. That's all part of it. Uh, You know, know, for us um, as an organization and a coaching staff, you got to earn things. Uh, That's the most important thing, and they're doing that. So when you earn them, we'll give them to you.
1: Chief, from what you can tell us, you know, we're all looking forward to seeing Braden Chen back on the ice, certainly chomping at the bit. I'm sure you are, too. Can you give us some information on when we might be able to see Braden Chen again?
6: Yeah, it's probably a good possibility you'll see him tomorrow. I think that he's pretty close to being ready to go. I know that he, you know, I know that last game you wanted to play, I was a little bit leery about putting him in. Uh, But he's ready to roll, I think, and um, so that's good for us. He's he's a real important player for us.
2: Yeah, no, look, having a guy like Braden Shen back, it it brings another layer of that leadership to your group. And last night, the one thing I want to bounce back to, uh, the leadership and Ryan O'Reilly and – comments you made post-game last night just saying that you know Ryan O'Reilly really stepped up and he he talked to the bench and got the bench going in a situation like that when you're the head coach and you see that your players are handling it do you just kind of take a back seat and let it happen or do you jump in as well and and kind of reiterate what those guys are saying
6: a little of both I believe like um, you know it's not all the time I will I think guys get tired of hearing the coach um, but you know Ryan O'Reilly, he does a great job of it, and we got we've got a couple other guys too. They step up and say things, and you know a lot of times when I hear that, I'll just I'll uh, just back them up and reiterate what they're saying, and you know. But sometimes I won't either. You know, it depends on the situation.
1: Chief, always love having you on these, the show. Appreciate it as always. Go get them tomorrow night against Detroit.
6: Okay, you got it. Thanks, guys. Take care.
1: Appreciate it. So good, good stuff there, Braden Shen. Likely to come back tomorrow night, Jamie, according yeah, to know. Coach Bra- Craig
2: Berube. Well, you heard he wanted to come back last game too. That's always you know you can That's tell good. guy like Braden Shen. He probably wanted to come back a week ago. So it's, sure, uh, it's nice. It's going to be a good. Uh, it's going to be a good test for Braden Shen. the The Red Wings are an up and coming team. They've been playing a lot better this year. I'm interested now, and I almost asked him. I knew what the answer would be. He would shut me down in a heartbeat. But I was asking him, okay, he goes in, who comes out, coach? Oh, but uh, I, uh,
1: I can't know. do that. Not in the same not in the same conversation we're I talking know. about Coffee Crisp and yeah. dance moves. And, and the and... Kalahoo
2: two-step. Yeah. You
1: can't have Whatever. Them.
2: No, it's not whatever.
1: What's the Kalahoo two-step? I'm sure it's oh. fighting, but what? No, Kalahoo's where Chief is from is like a
2: town of like 50 people. Uh, and when you drink too much, you do the Kalahoo two-step. Two to the left,
1: two to the right.
3: Two gotcha. to the left,
1: two to the right.
2: All the way sense. home.
3: <laughs> Obviously,
1: he picked it up. Hell I didn't. Yeah, he knew. It's fascinating. One on one, ESPN. Juan de Franco got himself a massive contract. He's been in the league for about an hour. Got himself a massive deal. What does that mean for the rest of the shortstop market now? And not even the rest. I mean, he wasn't even on the. He wasn't even on the open market. So, what about these shortstops? that are about to hit it big. We'll talk about that next on One One, ESPN.
6: Make hard plays. Oh God, support pressure. each other. Five man units in all three zones. Leave numbers around the puck. Pump it up here. We're here for. a f- reason, because we're a good hockey team and we're going to come home with a cup here tonight. Let's go.
1: It's the best on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalzer. Wonder Franco got himself paid, boys. Yeah, he did. Jamie's like, who the hell is Wanderfunk? No, that's that guy He plays down in Tampa. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Bang, he got it. That's right, Jamie. He's the starting shortstop for your Tampa Bay Rays. He's been in the league for about an hour. And he just signed a contract, according to Jeff Passon of ESPN, that's going to pay him $185 million guaranteed over 11 years. Wow. 11 years. That's the guarantee money, million. but there's, it's like even higher, I think. Well, there's a chance that he could max out at $223 million yeah, with a 12th-year option. Wow. $185 million guaranteed. It's the richest ever for a player with less than one year of MLB service time.
2: Okay. Uh, but isn't this like totally uncharacteristic of the Tampa Bay Rays? Oh, yeah. Like I, when a guy gets
1: tried it's time for a guy to get paid, they usually trade him. Correct. What the hell is going on here, Anthony? I'm assuming that they're just saying, you know what, we think this kid's gonna be great. We've got we've got one contract here and one contract only. We're gonna give it to him during his prime.
2: Well how are they gonna resign Randy or Rosarena
1: They won't. He's gonna be in a cardinal again.
2: Anthony. No, okay. He won't be. Anthony. Uh, okay.
1: they no, you're right. They're gonna trade him. Not to St. Louis, probably, but they're going to trade him. <laughs> they're going to trade him, probably, because that's what they always do.
2: It doesn't stay in theme with the, their whole thing. Like, so they sign one guy to this two hundred million possible two hundred million dollar contract. And that's it. And then every three years, he has a whole new team that's playing with him. Pretty much. That doesn't seem like it makes any sense to me. It's not unlike Milwaukee. Hey, Christian Yelich, we're going to pay yeah. you a lot, but Milwaukee at least tried to build a little bit, and then then they pulled out. They're like,
3: "Yeah,
1: we're just kidding," but we're stuck with Yelich <laughs> now. Not... But it's really not though. When you think about Milwaukee, like they they're a team that is largely operated, doing what? We pay one guy, then find some bargain pieces to to yeah, put around. Them. Are they paying and on they've that done team. well. Exactly. They're not paying anybody. Not paying anybody, Anthony. It, That's what I'm saying, Jamie. That's what I'm saying, man. Doesn't make any sense. Come on, dude. It's Chris not, it's not sticking to the theme. Christian Yelich, they paid him. Now the Rays are gonna do the same thing. They're gonna pay Wander Franco and that's about it. They're gonna go out, they're gonna draft players, and they're gonna try to fleece teams in, in deals. And try to surround him with hmm. guys like like that. Bargain bin. Type Why would players. they
2: sign him like that?
1: They're trying to buy out everything. Well, again, one contract. We're not going to wait until this guy hits the open market. We're not going to go through the arbitration process. Uh-huh. We know he's good, so we're just we're just going to fork it over right now. And and this is it. I mean, this is really the only contract the Rays are ever going to pay him, and they're done. So the question now becomes: too, what what now for these guys on the open market? I wonder if you're Corey Seeger or you're uh, Carlos Correa, you are even a Marcus Simeon who's a little bit older, but coming off a big year, you're Trevor Story, you're gonna be looking to cash in as well. This kind of resets things to some degree. Now, Wanda De Franco is twenty two years old, I think.
2: Yeah, he's young. Twenty. Guy.
1: No, I'm sorry, he's twenty years old. So that changes things. If you're Trevor Story who I think's twenty-seven,
2: yeah, but yeah, Anthony, seven think years. about what but you're you, saying.
1: you have the experience. That's
2: right. So think about what you're saying right there. Yeah, oh, he's young guy. Yeah. Oh, he's got all this. Okay, great. But he also really hasn't done squat in the league yet. He's had a good season, there's yeah. no doubt. And the potential is there. And he could be a star player. All these things. Right. With Trevor Story and, and all the other shortstops that are available right now, they've proven. They have a proven track record of what they're going to do Certainly. at the major league level. I find it... Fascinating is to the fact that a kid who's barely played at all has set the market for the shortstop frenzy that's going to
1: happen. No question. But if you're an, if you're the agent to one of these guys, that's exactly what you're saying to these these teams. Now your your client was going to get paid anyways. You're talking about premium players at a premium position. Yeah. Carlos Correa was going to get paid regardless of this deal. Trevor, Trevor uh Story, certainly Corey Seeger. We're talking about guys who are going to get paid regardless of what. The Rays were going to do with Juan DeFranco. but if you got two competing teams and one's kind of bulking a little bit, you're the agent for one of these short subs. Say, hey, listen, you yeah, know, twenty-year-old down in Tampa, two eighty-eight average, one, not even a full year, just half a year. My guy's been putting up those type of numbers year after year after year after year. Again, there's not going to be a lot of convincing that's done, but this, I'm, this certainly, if I'm a short, if I'm a veteran shortstop, I'm like, okay, go get it, kid. Thank yeah, you. But in, an,
2: in, a, in a time where the CBA is looming and you're not sure, you know, what the going rate will end up being following the CBA, I understand that there's pretty much a set market for these star guys. But now that you throw a wrench into it with this young player that's getting all this money, it might see a 5 to $7 million increase yearly. For yep. one of those guys, it might.
1: Sure. It's a lot of money, Anthony. It's a lot of coin. Like, that's I know for you're sure. well off, but that's a lot of money. <laughs> oh, Jamie, you don't know who you're talking to. All right, some other <laughs> some other Major League Baseball notes. Clint Frazier, the Yankees released him. Young player that they they acquired uh, a long time ago, but he was only 27 years old. I think they got him in a deal for with with Cleveland, if I remember correctly. I think it was an Andrew. I think it was Andrew Miller who. The Yankees sent to Cleveland the Andrew, the Andrew Miller? Miller, yeah, and then Clint Frazier went to the Yankees. But he cleared waivers, twenty-seven year old. He struggled six three thirty-three OPS over six six games this past season. But this is a young outfielder that can that that's got a little bit of pop. He he can play the outfield well. I think he's going to be kind of a reclamation project for for some team. Other than that, Andy Martino of Sny reports that the Mets remain involved on free agent infielder Javi Baez and they could sign him before the CBA expires on December 2nd, so it's another shortstop. We didn't mention Baez yet, but Baez is going to be another guy that certainly banks in. Anthony, he's a shortstop. Thank you. Buster Only of ESPN reporting that the Reds are open to trading, right-hander Sonny Gray. That's another indication that the Reds, after coming kind of close to maybe competing and we're going to spend a little bit of it. Nope. Trevor Bauer gone a year ago. Now it looks like the Reds could be trading. Sonny Gray, maybe Luis Castillo. Nicholas Gastianos is out. a free agent. he gone. He's probably gone as well. This this NL Central, you're looking at it from Don't a Cardinals, it. Cardinals perspective. Don't say it. Cincinnati oh selling. Boy, he's going to say it. Pittsburgh is terrible. Chicago's rebuilding. Look out, boys. Oh, boy. Here we go. Division is ours next year. <laughs>
4: Anthony, what the heck's wrong with you?
1: So many things. So many things. All right. That's kind of your look around Major League Baseball. <laughs> In the Line on 101 ESPN. Your top five at five is next.
2: It's time for the top five at five. five, two, three, four, five. Your
0: five biggest stories in the sports world.
1: It's the fast lane on 101 ESPN 501. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. We, we understand. Thank you for the text. Apparently, there's some issues going on with the audio. You may not even be hearing this right now. Huh? I was gonna
2: say Anthony, they probably can't even hear what you're saying right now.
5: They oh. can if they're on the app, which is free. Oh, there you go. One on one ESPN app. I think so. so. Well, I know
1: it's free, but I think they can hear us. Jamie, send out like the signal to tell everybody to get on the app. Whoa. That's perfect. Okay. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. The hell you didn't even prep me for that. That was perfect. You jerk. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. You did what, wonderful, Jamie. What is that signal again?
2: i don't know okay never mind anthony go chase
1: yourself thank you number five james franklin and penn state agreed to a 10-year contract extension according to espn.com james franklin was one of the names mentioned for the usc opening and penn state said not up in here you're not taking our guy nope gave him a 10-year contract extension is going to go through twenty thirty-one. so another big 10 coach that's getting himself paid after Mel Tucker of Michigan State got himself a nice contract extension, what a week or two ago, and his was worth more money and more years, right? I guess, yeah. The Mel Tucker, what?
2: less of a everybody. track record.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Seems to be in theme lately. Well, tell you stay. that, but next
3: number four,
1: Wander Franco got himself paid as well. He might be saying who's Wander Franco? He's the talented young James shortstop Franco's for the. No, nope, nope, nope. Could be. Not even the same last name. Juan Franco signed a massive deal for the Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> he doesn't even have a track record, Anthony. Doesn't have a he track even record. Run right. track. Doesn't even run track. No track He's record. A field thrower. Doesn't wear a track suit. Nothing. Shot but put. he got 185 million over the next 11 years with a chance to max out the previously reported 223 million figure with a 12th year option. Ken Rosenthal of the Athletics says the specific guarantee, though, is 182 million. Once finalized, the deal will be the richest ever for a player with less than one year of MLB service time. Unreal. Certainly seen a lot to suggest that Wander Franco is going to be great, but this is a huge risk for a franchise uh, that, Jamie, you have pointed out before. They're unwilling to deal, to to, to sign these type of of deals for anybody.
2: It's crazy. I don't even get it. It's like the, the organization is absolutely against doing this very thing. Yeah. And yet they did this very thing with a guy who hasn't even played a full season in the majors that, yet.
3: That's
1: uh, that's correct.
2: It's like, it's like the owner and the GM were both smoking crack today. Well, maybe. Maybe they weren't, wow, geez. allegedly. And they were like, let's really do something allegedly. to mess with everybody. You know that thing we never do? Let's, let's go do, do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah. You've got the green light. No, you do. Let's do it together.
1: Well, they just woke up and said, what the hell did we just do? Don't
2: smoke crack. Yeah.
1: There you go. Don't advise it. Wander Franco. Franco gets a new deal with the race.
5: Number three. Last night, the New York Giants and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, well, they were on primetime, and Tampa did what tom brady and tampa tend to do nowadays uh they uh they, they took it to the giants and they took it to them pretty good a 20 oh, yeah, point win and after the game uh joe judge and the giants front office had one thing to say to jason garrett you're fired." that's right he is gone they had a horrible offensive performance we were watching some offensive plays in the studio or Ooh. in the office earlier trying to figure out what the giants were even running at that point. point three receivers well,
2: one guy got st- he thought he was the bottle cap when he was supposed to be the nickel Oh, see, that's, that'll do <laughs> it every time.
3: Yeah. Every you know, remember single in the time.
2: You're the bottle cap, you're the peanut shell, and you're going to go here. And oh, you're, when gonna you're gonna go drawing here. up,
0: like, the place? Yeah.
2: You see Jason Garrett, he's got a whole little bag of toys that he brings out, and he's like, you're the bottle cap, you're yeah. the rusty you're nail. You're the piece of uh-huh. gum. He got them mixed up. They, I thought you
1: were the bottle cap. Yeah, they got confused. Exactly. Yeah. He like he like pours out all these like too many. Yeah. He's got too many toys. He's like, you line up That's here, you
2: line so up there. It takes a long to call the plays, and he's got to figure <laughs> out who the thimble is and all that stuff. Coach, there's only 11 players that are supposed to be out here. You got 32 there. Who stole my 11th piece? <laughs> who stole the bubble gum wrapper?
1: Anyway, so yeah, Jason
5: Garrett's he gone. Tw- 26 total games. He took over just before the 2020 season. In that span, no team has scored fewer total <laughs> touchdowns than the Giants. Offensive
2: <laughs> juggernaut, right there. Uh, boy wonder there. Yeah, boy he's genius. Got, he's got the QB to do it. Uh, certainly. Yeah. yeah maybe you're fire. Number two. The St. Louis Blues down two goals last night. Nah, no Don't worries. No worries at all. Why? Because Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron said, get on, boys, we're gonna win this game. And what the did? went scored the first goal. The team came roaring back with three, four unanswered goals, five by the end of the game. Fantastic performance by the St. Louis Blues, who had been teetering on not playing all that great lately. They had the one win in regulation. They had uh, some games that they'd like back. They had some tough games. Either way doesn't matter now. They came back against one of the best teams in the Western Conference, heck, in the NHL for that matter, and uh, sent quite a message last night. Now the goal is to uh, head into Detroit tomorrow night and continue their winning ways number one what could happen tomorrow night in detroit well we had craig berube on the head coach of the st louis blues we asked him about Braden shen and his possible return here's what the chief had to say
6: yeah it's probably a good possibility you'll see him tomorrow i think that he's pretty close to being ready to go i know that he you know i know that last game you wanted to play i was a little bit leery about putting him in uh, but he's ready to roll, I think, and um, so that's good for us. He's he's a real important player for us.
2: So that's good news for the St. Louis Blues. That's uh, one of your your big leaders. He's one of your physical presence guys. He's one of those net front guys that we talk about all the time. When He's going to be back in the lineup. He's going to help your St. Louis Blues against the Detroit Red Wings tomorrow night, which, by the way, you can catch pregame here starting at 530. Brought to you by Alex Ferrari, and then hand it off to Chris Kerber and Joey Vitale. <coughs> But Braden Shen could be back tomorrow night. Sounds like he will be back tomorrow night, which is uh, an interesting situation for the St. Louis Blues because if you add one piece, Anthony, something has to come out of the lineup.
1: Well, what do you mean, Jamie? I
2: don't know. Who's means coming out of the lineup? I don't know who's coming out. Stop it! I didn't have the Liberty Bells to ask Chief on the air about who would be coming out, he probably wouldn't have told me anyways. But uh, Braden Shen returns tomorrow night against the Detroit Red Wings. St. Louis Blues are getting healthy. They're getting off of the IR. They're getting off of the COVID list. Hopefully, this means that all that's behind them and they can keep their full squad together because when they're all together, Anthony, it's a pretty strong team. Speculate a little bit, Jamie. Sure. Go ahead. Hit me. Brayden Shen comes back. We'll go, who's out? I think Clem Costin gets the first night off. Okay. I think that would be my guess. And Although, why is that? Well, the reason I say that is because... I think James Neal's going to get every opportunity to stay in the lineup and to to keep playing on that fourth line because ultimately I think James Neal fits that role of fourth-line player more than Clem Costin. Uh, however, however, Clem Costin hasn't been playing bad at all. And in fact, he's gaining some confidence. He got an assist last night on the Tyler Bozak goal. Nice little shot pass from Justin Falk. little deflection on net. Tyler Bozak from the skate to the stick. Boom. Celebrate. That's how they do it down there. So, Clem Costin could could stay in, and theoretically, they're playing a younger team in Detroit. Might be a better matchup. Uh, but those are the two guys. It's going to be the James New clem Costin situation for a little while. Braden Shen comes back, and then obviously after that, hopefully there's no more injuries because uh, we don't want that. But I, I think after that, will be merit-based. I think Chief will just have, uh, what do they call those? It's a good problem to have mm-hmm. when you have too many healthy Biden. they call it healthy Champagne competition. problems.
5: Champagne room problem. Champagne problems, that's what you call it. No like when it's like a, a good problem. Me, I don't I'm think like, that's accurate. Yeah.
2: Why would you have a champagne problem? Yeah. It's that's, that's not not what a pro- they call it. it. Exactly. Cham- that's the champagne. point of it. If you have Celebrate. too much champagne, you just drink it. No, that's yeah, not good. the point of it. That's not a problem like, gosh, in my don't book. I, don't so. I, a I don't get it. I don't it. It get it. Tell me what somebody told you this one time your
5: problems really aren't problems. They're not that bad of problems. It means they're like the champagne problem Why do you use
2: champagne? Oh Jesus! Hmm. Well, seriously, Anthony, tell me why would you use champagne? Oh, I can't tell you, Jamie. That's a that's a meatism. Would I mean, you look disgusted at me for asking a no, question? No, not not. I think disgusted. It seems at
5: all. kind of obvious.
2: Why is it obvious? It's
5: a champagne problem. Then I mean, you it's just drink like... the
2: champagne
1: and get rid of the problem. Oh, okay, that's a good point. Okay. <laughs> that's Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. That's meat, confusing everybody as always. <laughs> it's want <fascinating laughs> to on me, 101 right? ESPN. NFL Factor Fiction next. A little NFL factor fiction here in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Meets. I'm Anthony Stalzer and Meat has our factor fiction options. All right, boys. We'll start with this one, which is totally disgusting. Factor fiction: Whoa. The Patriots
2: are the best team in the AFC. In the AFC, all of the entire AFC. Uh, yes. Oh, definitely. that's fact. It's not even a. It's not even a question. Well, it is a question, is and I just answered it. Look at the, what they've done. They've won five in a row. And They're only getting better. Every game their defense is getting even better, and Mac Jones is getting Mac Jones better. Who?
5: Mac Jones. Yeah,
2: they call them Mac and Cheese up there right now. It's, it's not Wait. fancy, but it's good. What? Why do they call them that?
3: They do.
2: they I don't know. So. Sounds right though. Uh you H- know how, what? I think they are the
5: best. How impressive is their, their five-game streak here for you? You got the Jets, Chargers, Panthers, Browns, Falcons. Okay, the Chargers, that's a pretty good
1: team.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Panthers. They were. It
1: was a Cam newton list. They, they're competitive. They're Whatever. competitive. They're a competitive team. The Carolina Panthers are. Yeah. The Chargers are that's a that's a quality yeah. win. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What do the other ones meet?
1: Uh, the Browns, Browns, the Jets. The, Falcons. The, Falcons. Okay, the Browns.
2: What's wrong with that team?
1: Where do I Go start? Ahead, Anthony? Baker
2: Mayfield. Oh, how about this? Yeah, Later, me right now. Wow me right now. Baker Mayfield.
1: Yeah, what about him? The guys playing injured. The guys are friggin' warrior. Yeah, he stinks. Warrior. When he's healthy or when he's healthy, he stinks. Who's tougher? Baker Mayfield or his wife? His wife. I think so too. I've never met her though.
2: Anyways. Looks like a nice lady.
1: Patriots sure Patriots and Chiefs meet out in the <laughs> parking lot. Patriots and Chiefs meet out in the parking lot yeah. are be taken. Oh
2: the Patriots, are you kidding me? Bill Belichick will have hidden weapons
3: all over those guys.
1: He's got I guess you have to factor that.
2: He's got in. that sure. little thing that he crunch up and throw it in the guy's eyes. He's got the sandpaper tape on the inside of the forearm. He's
1: rub it in the guy's face. Okay, I used I used the wrong I used the wrong thing there.
3: Yeah.
2: I, uh, in fact, the Chiefs may not even show up for that one. Oh, oh, please. Man. Let's be serious now. Patrick Mahomes, that pretty oh, little face, he's on. like, I ain't getting involved. Move. Travis Kelsey, he's like, eh, ah, no, no, I'm gonna get my my big one of the earrings greatest tight out of ends <laughs> ever. You think he's
5: afraid? Who? One of the greatest tight ends ever? Who? You think he's afraid? Kelsey. He Tony Gonzalez.
1: I said one of. Oh, I, I said agree one with of. You, Anthony. Kellen Winslow. Rob Gronkowski, yeah, Rob Gronkowski Antonio Gates. Yeah. No, he doesn't he's he's like anyways, top eight. All right. I'm gonna go with fiction on that. I don't think the Patriots hmm. the best team in the AFC. The he's Kansas a City Chiefs. Lot. Kansas City Chiefs are 7-4. And, okay. and And we're burying them. they got the same record of the Patriots. They're absolutely yeah. burying them. They stink, right? They're 7-4. Their offense hasn't been going yet. Hasn't been humming. Oh, wow. Andy they do need f- the offense. Andy Reid's going to fix that. Oh, they got a rookie the, under center in New the England. defense has been the issue for Kansas City. That's the biggest problem, and they've played very well over the last couple of weeks. Kansas City Chiefs are still the team to beat in the AFC. That That's is fiction, right.
5: drunk. That is right, Anthony. Again? Not
1: yet. Fact or fiction, the Bucks are the Super
5: Bowl favorites. The clear Super Bowl favorites. Nope. Yes,
2: fiction. Fact. Fiction. It's absolute fiction. There's a lot of good teams in the NFC right now. The records speak for themselves. Bucks are the best team in the NFC. So
5: you're saying the Patriots are the clear Super Bowl champion then?
2: Mm, no, I said the AFC they were the best team as far as super bowl champion clear favorite tampa it it can't it's not tampa why not you you know what anthony it's a lot
1: they got tom brady under center they got a good offensive line they got plenty of weapons that defense, I just made this point about Kansas City and they haven't figured it out offensively yet, but you know what's gonna happen? you know you know what's going to happen. That Tampa Bay Buccaneers team is gonna be held hell to beat
2: over the next gonna two be, months now. Gonna be, gonna be. That's my biggest issue right now. Oh, it's stop. Much it. like last year, Anthony. Almost identical to last year, where we thought that Tampa Bay was gonna run away with it, and then they had their there were speed bumps, and there, you doing know, oh, yeah. oh, and then yeah. it just happened to be lucky enough to get everybody back. Oh, yeah, I lucky. mean, everybody back in time oh, for the playoffs, out. and and they squeaked out a few wins in the playoffs, and, and obviously throttled the Chiefs in the final.
1: Yeah, you, there was a the build-up. There's yeah. the build-up there. Yeah, so. You knew it was coming eventually, and there there it was. The build-up, the build-up, yeah, the build-up, yeah. and then he landed the plane there yeah, at the end. Yeah. The crap
5: sandwich, the mm-hmm. open face crap sandwich. Yeah, it's
1: fact. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers should be ah, the clear favorites. Green Bay.
5: Who
1: the hell's gonna be Tom Brady in the playoffs? Rodgers didn't last year. Should have. Yeah, his teammates no, don't like him. Wow. No. The Saints are the only team that have given like given the Tampa Bay Buccaneers issues consistently. You know, you get your one-offs, Washington beat them uh, Imagine that Washington. How can you say Washington who's, beat him? Who's their other loss this year? It's been bad. Well, oh, the Rams. The Rams have given them problems too. Yeah. See, Anthony. All right. If they face the Rams or the Saints in the playoffs, then we got issues. What Saints they did the Saints last Saints year in Saints the are, Saints aren't making oh, the playoffs they them this them. year. Yeah, they did. Oh. Sorry about that. They did. When Drew Brees gave gave it to you because mm-hmm. he felt bad for he felt sorry for Tom Brady. Yeah. He said, "You know what? This is my last year." But Tom deserves to go out a winner in his first year with Tampa. So I'm going to throw a bunch of picks.
5: He's never had anything go his way. Tom? Yeah.
1: I I feel bad for the guy.
2: Times are tough for that guy. Fact or fiction, the Vikings are a playoff team. Fact.
1: Oh, God. Fact. Here he goes again. A couple of wins for your Minnesota Vikings, Jamie, including the Chargers on the road. Packers. Big statement game against the Packers. They get it done. What are the other wins, Anthony? Well, they took Baltimore right to the end. You like that? And then lost in overtime. <laughs> the other wins: Seattle, when Seattle was well, still Seattle's decent. Juggernaut you like right now. Your Detroit Lions and at Carolina. Those are your wins from Minnesota. But look, they got the—they're f- in San Francisco on Sunday next Sunday? No, this Sunday. Sunday yeah, Sunday, San Francisco. They're, they're in San Francisco. Then they got the Lions, Steelers, Bears, Rams, Packers, Bears again. Minnesota's going to make the playoffs as a wild card. You uh, so
2: Sunday many teams here, make the playoffs. Everybody makes it, so why not? Yeah, the Vikings will make it. In fact, I don't <laughs> like your attitude. right?
5: I don't either. Papa wins, Papa Wilson, now Papa Cousins. It's Seriously. amazing. It's
2: playing well. It's amazing.
5: Hey,
1: 21 touchdowns, two interceptions. Meet Purple socks you got on over there, Anthony? No. One white. more they're here. So. We've got a
5: couple more here. Uh, fact or fiction, Standard the Chargers white. will win the AFC West. Wait, what? The Chargers
1: fiction. will win the AFC West. Fiction. That's fiction. They can't get out of their own way. They're going to screw it up at some point. You they're know why? Because they're the they Chargers. Do. Exactly. They'll miss a field goal or something. How about that? How about them on Sunday night? They, they beat the Steelers, right? Uh. Game's over. See ya. They're blowing them out. And in comical Charger fashion, they have a punt blocked, they have like a fumble or an interception, I can't remember, they had a turnover, like six, three possessions in a row, and all of a sudden the Steelers are up. That's your Chargers, Jamie. I know. Justin Herbert is incredibly hey, the talented. the
5: Steelers are a good team, Anthony. They are a good team.
1: Me, Led but by future Hall of Famer Ben
2: Roethlisberger. Sure. No way, he's a Hall of Famer. Are you... I no think, way I think he is well, No yeah, chance He's a Hall of Famer I mean, no Why chance. would you make him a Hall of Famer Tell me why He's oh, got hey, two he's, Super Bowl
5: rings He's played in the league forever He's got good numbers been on the most consistent team in the last decade besides the
3: Patriots Yeah he's been
2: handed an easy team to oh, play goodness. for goodness Just handed huh Just handed Literally handed What the hell's wrong with you Ben Roethlisberger's not a Hall of Famer I'll die on that hill
1: you couldn't, you couldn't argue against it even if you tried. I'll die on that hill. I don't care. You just keep saying I'll die on that hill. I will. You haven't seen anything. I'm not afraid to die, Anthony. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> Again. On a hill. You uh, on a it. hill. Jamie, <laughs> this time instead of the
2: ice? Better than the basement <laughs> of a Croatian hospital. Boy, you're sick. Thank you.
1: Alright, that's your Factor Fiction here on 101 ESPN. Jason Garrett out as the offensive coordinator for the Giants. And the Titans have waved Adrian Peterson. He's done. Oh,
3: what? what? Yeah.
1: What? They said your services are no longer needed. Hmm. Thank you very much, AP. 38-year-old year old running backs don't work anymore? I guess not. Huh. Peterson split carries with Deontay Foreman, Jeremy McNichols, and Dontrell Hilliard, and Peterson carried the ball 27 times for 82 yards and had one touchdown in his three games. Is that it for AP, guys? Uh,
2: yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Love you, but you're, you're done. This week, you got Thanksgiving football, which means you have Detroit Lion football, boys. Oh, God. Bears and Lions. They've got to get the Lions right. off of that game. The Lions have
2: been terrible tradition. for so long. No, Anthony, Jamie, I tradition. went to a game in Detroit when I played there, and it was the Lions, and they lost that then, too. It was 2004.
1: Did you go to a Thanksgiving game? I did. So did I. We were there together. Oh, that's so cute. Do you remember who you saw? Yeah, the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> I got who the it. Was. do you remember who their opponent was no. no I was blind drunk <laughs> what's wrong with you I was just trying to see if we were there at the
2: same time may have been <laughs> probably bought you a beer <laughs> you probably did <laughs> Anyways, you gotta- I was making it rain. Stevie <laughs> Wise box. I was like, Yeah, all the beers on me. You got it right, Stevie.
1: Oh boy, Bears and Lions, Raiders, Cowboys, Bills, Saints. So you got Lions and Cowboys. I, I feel like you'd never get a good Thanksgiving game. No, like there's. Always- I mean, maybe Bills and Saints is okay, but the Saint- the Saints have been oh, the Saints. bad the last two weeks now. Got Taysom Hill. Well, you better start him. The, Vegas has to come up with a new prop bet.
2: FanDuel Sportsbook. What, what prop bet? What, what position, position? Oh. will Taysom Hill be playing today, or what position? The over/under that he plays running back three times, Most tight end snaps three snaps. Times. What position? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good one. That'd
1: be a good prop. Hell, I got like, props on everything else. That's not a bad idea, Jamie you're, you're to something.
2: You're welcome, FanDuel.
1: Chris Kerber is going to join us next. We'll talk to him about Braden Shen's possible return tomorrow night in Detroit and also break down last night's win over the Vegas Golden Knights. Again, Chris Kerber next on 101 ESPN. <laughs> Done last night, 5-2 over Vegas. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalzer, joined now by the voice of the Blues, right here on the Home of the Blues, one one ESPN, Chris Kerber via the e Brown Crouppen celebrity line. Curbs, what a resilient victory for the Blues last night. They fall fall behind 2-0 and they sparked a the comeback. What do you think led to the comeback in your eyes?
0: Yeah, just stick to it and it's there, Anthony. They, you know when when you saw when when you saw the, uh, them jump out to a two-nothing lead, they get the goal in that first shift of the game and then and then the second one went in. In between there, the Blues had chances in the offensive zone against Vegas. And, you know, some of the timing was off. Maybe a pass to the middle hit the heel of a guy's stick, you know, or he had to reach back for little things like that. And and that's where you're saying, okay, look, you're down 2 nothing with six, just 6.50 gone in the hockey game. Stick to what you're doing because you created some chances on there, and then they keep roaring back. And, you know, the ability to do that in two minutes and 15 seconds was huge. But uh, they they kept the pressure on, and, and and you know that had the that game had the opportunity to be one of those games where you outplay the opponent and come away with a loss, and they didn't let that happen. So that, that that's a great positive.
2: Curves. How much fun is it to watch David Perron when he's got full possession of the puck and guys are trying to to haul him down, hook him, slash him, whatever? He's turning his back to the guys. He's got one hand on the stick. It, I mean. So much fun to watch him do that. And how frustrating do you think it is for the opposition?
0: Man, I'll tell you what. It's the one sign that even when he was a younger player, J.B., that when uh, you watched him play, one of the early signs in a game to know whether or not he was going to be on, and you know how when you look at a young player, right, you, you know that there's going to be inconsistencies. But for David, one of those signs was, well, there were really two of them. One was he winning the puck battles along the boards because for a long time he remains one of the hardest guys to get the puck from. It's, it's been one of the top parts of his skill set that's been great and, as you mentioned, very frustrating. The other one was uh, is he reaching his stick in and taking kind of foolish penalties. He doesn't do near as much of that as he used to do. you know. And so it, when his game was off, you saw a lot more of the reaching in and taking frustrated-type penalties. Uh, when his game was on, you didn't see the penalties and you really saw that, that puck hound ability that he's got and that's a positive thing. That's one of those things where that's that's when he and Ryan O'Reilly start to wear down the defense because they can take the puck away from him and then it's hard to get it back. And it, it's one of the great skill parts of his game.
2: Talking about a guy who's skilled, Curbs, I, I want to circle right away to, to Jordan Kyrou. And I'm watching that game last night. I ain't watching Jordan Kyrou for – couple of seasons now and specifically this year and I just love watching him play because it's so exciting but you're sitting there calling the game on a nightly basis you've got to almost instinctively scooch up in your seat a little bit when Jordan Cairo gets the wheels going and he starts to take off I'm not going to say he's like Connor McDavid as far as that level but I'm feeling like he's getting close to being like that electrifying player where anything can happen when he's out there
0: You know, so do you remember when Vladimir Tarasenko was his first few years in the league? Very much like that, too. If he got the puck on his stick, because he could be the goaltender from the top of the circle with that shot, and you you got ready for it. I I think you're right. Jordan Cairo's moving into that area and that that class of player where when he gets the puck, be aware. You know, I, I think right now you're still seeing line mates maybe not really expecting some of the plays from Cairo and Thomas yet. So sticks aren't on the ice or sticks aren't in a position to deflect them in. Cause these two guys are finding guys, but the, you know, you, you use McDavid I'll, I'll, Yes. And that's a totally different, you know, universe in the world of hockey. He's the closest thing to be able to wheel the puck around in the offensive zone. In my opinion, that the blues have to the equivalent of Chicago's Patrick Kane. I'm not comparing the offensive numbers. I'm not saying, and maybe he does develop into a player that can get you 80-plus points, and he's at a point of game right now. But I'm just saying that being able to move the puck with speed, he could skate it around the offensive zone, go behind the net, and wheel it all the way back around and create some havoc that tends to lead to either a great scoring chance or a penalty against, if not a goal. And and he's got that ability. And it's different than Robert Thomas's, isn't it, Jamie? Like, Robert Thomas takes that puck in, uh, Robert Thomas uses a lot more stops and starts and Jordan Cairo seems to be able to do it with his speed and ability while skiing forward. And, and it, it definitely wreaks some havoc, but it is, it is without a doubt fun to watch.
2: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And then last night, to your point, Curbs, Cairo made a couple of passes that I don't think guys were expecting. I think we think of Jordan Cairo is like that speed, that breakaway potential and that sniper's mentality, but he's got a lot of playmaker in him too. And, and so, Watching that last night was fun. And it just quickly, too, Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo, at some point, I would imagine that we see those two on a line together, whether it's this year, next year, or the following year. I just think of the, the ability of Robert Thomas to make plays and Jordan Cairo with that potential of being one step away from a breakaway almost every single time. I think those guys would be a lot of fun to play with each other.
0: Man, you, you, you we really want to throw the fans for a loop. Could you imagine Matthew Kachuk on the left side with oh, Thomas? And ah, and Curbs, oh, now Curbs! What are
1: now you doing? Now he did it. What are you doing? <laughs> See, Don't do that to me, Curbs. <laughs> You're sick,
0: Curbs. You're sick, man. I'm, I'm telling you, I just I, I I just took your your comment there and just put steroids on it. You know, like you know, like it's it is, and and you know, but and that's the kind of skill that they've had. Well, and and that's why also. You know, especially if they can stick together now for a little while with Ryan O'Reilly, you know, back from COVID and playing a good number of games and things, is the the speed factor of Jordan Kyrou's game is helping in a big way. David Perron and Ryan O'Reilly, and in Dallas, I asked Jordan Kyrou, I said, "What what do you know now about the National Hockey League that is really important versus say year one or your first year and a half?" And he flat out said, without even hesitating, he said, the attention to detail. And if you remember Craig Berube, when talking about Jordan Kyra, he said, man, he's got all the skill in the world, but it's the play without the puck that we've got to get him more responsible on. And he, he said, in junior hockey, you could turn the puck over, no big deal. You could try to beat a guy one-on-one, no big deal. He goes, in the National Hockey League, it's all a big deal. And he talked to his dad about it. He said, no, dad, he goes, all those little things and those little details matter. And you've seen him back check. You've seen him now sometimes just instead of trying to beat a guy at times, you know, he'll he'll chip the puck in when it's supposed to be chipped in and make the right plays. And those little details are, are really where his game has grown. And that's not a coincidence why that is why his offensive skills have been able to show more.
1: Curbs, we were talking to Craig Ruby earlier today, and he indicated that Brayden Shen, we might see him next, uh, well, tomorrow night, Wednesday, next game, tomorrow night, what is what is the thing that that the Blues have missed most about Braden Shen's absence?
0: Well, you just you're just missing that that solid eighteen nineteen minutes a game that that he's played for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, you're, you've you've missed him at center, so it's the depth of of where guys have had to play, but the physicality part of there too. He kind of leads with his emotion, he leads with his physicality, and he's able to chip in. I was looking at his numbers when I got into the hotel tonight in Detroit. <laughs> And he's got 224 points in 290 games since joining the St. Louis Blues. You look at the time he spent in the six years in Philadelphia. He played 424 games and had 246 points. He's only 22 points shy of what he did in 424 games with Philadelphia. I mean, he is, he, It's we basically, when Doug Armstrong made that trade, they, they made the trade for Braden Shen, and then they've gotten the best hockey of his career. In that window. And, and that's what you're missing. You're missing, I think, that little added uh, net front presence on the power play, is despite the power play being really good. And clearly, you're missing some of the penalty killing, too. So when you get, boy, I'll tell you what, I mean, that, that's that's when it gets fun now. Is it, if Braden Chen gets back in there, who do you take out? Is it a James Neal, who's played very well for the Blues in that fourth line role they've been asking him to play? Does, is it Clem Coston that sits? You know, despite Clem getting physically involved, and I think starting to really evolve into a very good hockey player in the National Hockey League, so uh, those are those are at least good decisions to have to make if you're if you're Craig Berube.
2: More decisions are going to have to be made. Curbs is on the back end, because Scott Perunovich. I don't know how you feel about this. But I think he should get comfortable for a while here in St. Louis. I think that he's played. Uh, just watching his skill set and watching what he can do just alone out there and the way he moves the puck. I mean, he's barely played in the NHL, and I feel like this is a guy that's going to just continue to get better. And then you got Nico Mikula, the big fin, who had himself a game last night. And you got Robert Bortuzzo, Old Faithful, sitting there, and Jake Wallman, who has, you know, he's had some ups and downs but it gets crowded on the back end as well. What do you think so far of Scott Perunovic, and what did you feel about Nico Mikolas' game last night?
0: Well, I for, first off, Perunovic, they wanted to call him up sooner, but the cap situation wouldn't let that happen, right? So, so they're able to get him up here, and he really hasn't looked out of place yet. So, so that's good. You, you've got that puck-moving defenseman, you know. But but to that point, you then have two guys that are not really tall, and Torrey Krug and Scott Perunovic. Right, And you know Doug Armstrong's M.O. and what he likes to have, and he likes big guys back there on the back end. There's no doubt that there is a hole on the left side in terms of a big defenseman needed, a Joel Edmondson physical, aggressive defenseman that they need. And that's where Mikula steps in. And he played two games before going down to COVID. Right, And so I think before the Blues start to realize, hey, do we have to go fill this hole from the outside? We have to see what we have here. And to do that, in my opinion, he's got to play a stretch of 10, 12 games in a row. And, and Jamie, you can speak to this, but I think, better than anybody. You're, if you're a young defenseman in the National Hockey League, and you're in and out of the lineup. And and I guess the best one I could relate this to most recently is Ian Cole, right? He, Ken Hitchcock just didn't have the faith in Ian Cole. And, and if he made a mistake, he put him at the end of the bench or he wouldn't play him. And if you're Ian Cole, you, you never really got a rhythm to sit there and say, can I just get out there and play? And know that if you make a mistake, you're going to be okay. You're still going to get another chance. And then you learn how to grow from those mistakes. And to me, that's where Nico Mikola is. He's got to be in there. He's got to be able to make a few mistakes without the fear of getting yanked from the lineup so his confidence can grow. Because the one thing he brings to the table is aggressiveness, and it's something they need back there.
1: Kerbs, great stuff. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll be listening to you tomorrow and uh, we'll talk to you again next week.
0: Alright guys, have an awesome th- and safe Thanksgiving with uh, your families too. Uh, we'll talk to you guys after the holiday. Uh, All right,
1: We appreciate that. Chris. This is Chris Kerber here in the fast line on 101 ESPN. You can hear him tomorrow night alongside Joey Vitale as the loose take on the Red Wings in Detroit. Pre-game starting at 5.30. So we're off a little bit early tomorrow night here in the fast line We got Bet the Board coming up next. Bet shoots, Skull. We are time the board
3: Cha-ching. brought
1: to you by the sports book
2: at argosy casino alton place your bets
0: eat drink play slots table bet and bet on football all-in-one place at the argosy casino
1: time to bet the board here in the fast line on 101 at espn and uh all of us struggled last night jamie Ed at alex petrangelo Power play points. Mm. He did finish with a point, had an mm. assist on the first goal, but it wasn't a yeah, power play. an assist play. on a power play goal too. What? It was called back high that sticking. Sucks. Oh, that Damn does it. suck. Actually, I'm sorry. Fine with it. So minus 100 for Jamie Rivers. Yeah, just bring that up. I had Rob Gronkowski scoring a touchdown, and he didn't. So I'm minus 100 Damn. as well. BT had the Giants plus 11 and a half. All those points still can't cover. B.T. is minus 110. He's in last place right now. And, Meat, I thought you had it. I thought you were going to hit your margin so close. between 13 and 18 points. And the Bucks won by 20.
5: The Giants can score some more damn points.
1: Late field goal Have by you the that Buccaneers.
5: There's a guy that lost his job
1: because of that <laughs>
3: offense.
1: I'm going to lose bet the board. That's worse. <laughs> So Meat is minus 100 as well. So your standings, Jamie Rivers in first place, minus 100. I'm in second place, minus 100. Meat (laughs) is in third place, minus 100. And Mm -hmm. BT's in fourth, minus 110. Jamie, Uh, you still have honors. What do you got?
2: All right. So uh, the game tonight of choice that I was looking at was the uh, Edmonton Oilers at the Dallas Stars. This one, I, I, I don't even understand how it's possible. But Connor McDavid to score a goal plus one plus 120 i'll take it Connor mcdavid Connor mcdavid just to score one goal goal, plus
1: 120 plus
2: 120 all right there you go you might as well just give me the money now maybe not
1: (laughs) give you (laughs) points about that (laughs) i what do you mean uh,
2: Mm yep Where's my
1: money i'm gonna take northern illinois i've been pretty good with a mac during the week i wish mac played every night because i would be uh i'd be rolling and bet the board money but Northern Illinois is plus seven and a half tonight against Western Michigan. That line has climbed up the entire the entire day. I'm probably missing something, but either way, go Huskies! <laughs> Northern 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 Illinois plus seven and a half. Meet what do you got? Thank God you guys did not take my game.
5: I'm going to the college basketball world. The Nebraska Cornhuskers hosting the Tennessee State Tigers out of the Ohio Valley Conference. Oh. I've seen Tennessee State quite a few times. <laughs> Jamie and I thought about taking this. Uh, one. I know, honestly, I, know. I almost did it. Good thing you didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, let's just say uh, Tennessee State has been terrible in the past, but they're on the road at Nebraska, and I think Nebraska. Nebraska Nebraska this year and looking at their box scores, they've had a lot of close games at halftime. You're a small school coming in on the big stage, a gorgeous arena at Nebraska. A lot of times you play up. I'm taking Tennessee
1: State to cover nine and a half points in the first half. Okay, and BT sent in his pick a little bit earlier, and he's going to take the Zags. Gonzaga is playing UCLA tonight, and Gonzaga, let me get an updated line for everybody. I think it's still seven. It is. 7, minus 7. Gonzaga, minus 7 is BT's at the board play. Meet, what would you learn today? Uh, t-
5: today I learned that I'm going to miss you guys tomorrow when I'm on the beach uh, at about this time. No, and You guys are uh, freezing your tails off here. I also learned that uh, me and Craig Berube really are good, close friends. He called me Buddy today not only when i called him but also when i uh, said bye coach thanks for taking the time call me buddy again so we're best friends
2: now that's what i learned today well one thing i learned is that meat thinks that he's chief's friend i mean buddy's usually the name you call somebody you don't remember their name he called Um, me pal too it was great and i also learned that uh something about champagne problems don't understand how it would ever be a problem to have too much champagne but Mm. apparently meat thinks that that's a A big problem. I also learned that in Chicago, the fans that are Bears fans are not Matt Nagy fans, and they uh, decided to hit an all-new low and cheer Fire Nagy at his son's high school football game way to go chicago anthony what have you learned skip a whole year of mortgage sh- oh,
1: i'll tell you Are tomorrow you serious blues instant replay you're going to hear craig baruby the interview that we did earlier today and david perron off of the morning show character and smallman that's all part of your blues instant replay coming up right now we'll be back tomorrow two o'clock see you